Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, 515-5500. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know that you'll be watching football and doing all the things that you want to do with your families and hopefully getting close with them and uh, making sure that you do everything to remember that this is a holiday and... Not just another day where you're going to be staying alone. I know many of you are uh, going to be gathering and getting together uh, secretly. And I would urge you to pay attention to yourself and what you're doing and not what everybody else is doing. D-Dad Muska here as well. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, Good afternoon. Just a warning to everyone out there in listener land. Those mini drones, okay? MLG's mini drones might be looking in your windows. So be very, very careful. Careful tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Right out of the Minority Report, uh, Tom Here we go. Cruise, uh, Here we moving go. forward to 2054, and it may be a time to look at that, look at uh, 1984, read the book. I just uh, quoted something, you know, <laughs> it was the fourth day in April, the, stru- the clock struck 13. Um, we're in that time, but I've got a lot to tell you that we might be able to celebrate, because we might be getting rid of our governor, and it actually looks, I would say... I put the odds right now for Michelle Lujan Grisham, what she's done, the fact that they put her back not once but twice, and I don't think they're going to do it a third time. I believe that Michelle Lujan Grisham will get offered the Health and Human Services Secretary job, and uh, there will be that little vacuum of power going on here, the power grab here in the state of New Mexico. Now, let's set that aside for a moment. We'll get back to that in a sec. I submitted today uh, my candidacy for the state central committee meeting self-nomination form uh it's going to be during the show by the way so i'm going to have to i guess pre-record that portion of it so the uh, 5 30 to 7 38 o'clock portion on monday december the 7th the day which shall live in infamy <laughs> um it just just goes off in my head as soon as i say december 7th i cannot forget pearl, pearl, never forget pearl harbor never forget never forget that fdr knew <laughs> I think we need to understand that uh, I'll be pulled away during uh, the, the show during that day, but uh, Dowd and I will have put stuff together. Can I, can I ask a dumb question? Yes, sir. How do you, who, who votes in this? Does it have to be? Well, I've got this, and it's the state central committee, uh, which is selected amongst the central committee members. Okay. Um, and I've never been a part of the Republican Party central committee uh, uh, before, but I self-nominated today. I'm going to have a two-minute speech. Can you imagine only giving me two minutes? Ladies and gentlemen, that, that is, two minutes is never enough for Edward Aragon. <laughs> He's going to have to really cut it back. <laughs> I'm really going to have to cut it back. So I'm looking forward to that. I know what my angle, my pitch is, and I know everybody else is going to have that uh, as well. Uh, I'll have a letter that's going to go out to the entire state central committee. Uh, I, I have a, a, a speech that I have to give on Friday, so I have to get ready for that. And, you know, as people have known, I've been... Um, Moving about the place, let's just uh, say, during this uh, campaign 2020, I have been probably one of the most active people uh, around. I visited with many of you from all parts of the state uh, during this time, doing what I can to uh, promote the cause. And I really think it's time to usher in new blood. I love what uh, Coy Griffin has been doing. I love what John Block has been doing. I love the things that uh, many of our youth have been doing. Uh, Our politicians who are elected, they don't need to be doing this work in addition to the work that they're already having to fight inside the legislature. And I think these elected politicians 
I think, need to go ahead and bring in more of the grassroots people. So, you know, given this vacuum of power that uh, seems to be coming, um, and there's going to be a power grab, and uh, let's just face it, Michelle Lujan Grisham, make no mistake about it, is a strong leader, despite being probably, I would say, the worst governor in the state history. I think everybody would agree with that. The way that she has handled this pandemic is going to be uh, elevated uh, should that finally go. And she's got some time to wait. I mean, I don't think, uh, A, Donald Trump's going to concede, and I don't necessarily think that uh, Donald Trump is going to lose. So I think this is going to uh, be carried to the abs- absolute brink. But she is going to be focused probably for the next four to six weeks on uh, because remember the hubris does not die with the democrats of what's happening up in washington dc so we're going to be focused on this for the next uh, five weeks going all the way through this uh, we'll call it planned demic and we've been giving you some good information which you've uh, no doubt been receiving but i self-nominated uh for state chairman of the republican party and i do not believe that it is one of those positions that people should get reelected. that's one of the big things i think we need to happen at, within the republican party is we need to see a continuity of leadership, but with different people. All the past chairmen, all the past vice chairmen, all the past uh, CD1, CD2 vice chairs, I think all need to be at the table. The Republican Party needs to be solved. All the problems within the Republican Party need to be solved at that kitchen table. And those people who have been at odds with each other, uh, you know, the Susanna Martinez with the Steve Pierce, those two camps, and then all the everybody else uh, in between, needs to start coming together because we've got big work. You have the Albuquerque Public School Board uh, elections. I'm going to be talking about that every single day as I can from the state chairman position despite having a radio station. And right here from this microphone every single day, nothing will get in the way of that. Second thing, city council races. Those are big. We need two seats, maybe three seats. I think is it, there's three up next year, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Double check on that. But sure. there's at least two. Uh, I believe four and seven are up uh, next uh, next year. And then, of course, the mayoral race. And I don't think that anybody knows about that race in the city of Albuquerque better than what I've been doing here as a native Burqueño, in, in Tim Keller's words. So, so I think that's something that we can do uh, each and every single day. And the road to the governorship in 2022, it goes straight through the city of Albuquerque. Given the results that we've seen from uh, 2020. And this election and what we saw, the difference in both Valencia and Sandoval County, it's all about Albuquerque going forward. If we can change Albuquerque and influence Albuquerque, I think we can really start to change things around. And for those of you who think that there's not an appetite for Donald Trump here in the city of Albuquerque, consider, if you will, the first and order of business, which is to clean up those voter rolls and put plenty of pressure on the Bernalillo County clerk and the uh, Secretary of State so that we could go ahead and get fair elections so we don't have another election like this, not just across the country, but the kind that we have continued to have here in the city of, of Albuquerque in the state of New Mexico. So we got to continue to focus and uh, put pressure there. So that's the way it looks going into this Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful that other people have expressed confidence in my leadership uh, enough to go ahead and and, uh, get behind me. And regardless of whether or not I win or lose, we will be getting behind the party and bringing all, all people to the table, okay? And I think we need to go out with the old, and that is not a reference to Steve Pierce or anybody else who might be running. Um, Let's just put it that way. We just need new blood in the party. We need fresh looks and fresh answers to things because uh, we are literally at the last possible... (laughs) 
this is when you're putting in uh, Ollie uh, from Hoosiers or, you know, the, the guy that you didn't think that can score. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. But why didn't we put him in the entire time? And that's literally what I'm looking at uh, right now for the next uh, two years here, the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. I just uh, follow up, Eddie. Uh, there are five uh, city councilors up for re-election 2021. Lan Senna, who has shown to herself to be truly horrible. District 1, Clarissa Pena, uh, District 3. Always have a soft spot in my heart for Clarissa Pena. She voted against ART. Uh, Cynthia Borrego, District 5. Diane Gibson, District 7. And Don Harris in District 9. Okay, so 13579 during the odd years or every other year, I guess, because they're four-year terms, correct? Yes. Okay, got it. All right, so that's the, that's the first order of business to put out there today. Now let's get to the story. What are we seeing? What kind of potential if Biden should take the presidency are we seeing? Well, according to Politico, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and Surgeon General, former Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy have emerged as the two top contenders to be Joe Biden's health secretary. It's COVID 24-7 right now, said Don Birdwick, a former Obama administration Medicare and Medicaid chief. That's got to be dealt with. The liberations could still circle back to the others in a field as many as half a dozen finalists, but quite unlikely. And uh, let's just say we have our sources here as well. Talking to people, I would say 75% confidence that if Joe Biden should win uh, the presidency, Michelle, uh, I almost did. I almost said Michelle Hussein Obama. I almost said, <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or I can go Michelle Garcia Holmes. Well, they're both go, dictators, so uh, yeah. Michelle Lujan Grisham will be the country's next health secretary. And you want to talk about God help us? You want to start? Uh, I will tell you, Dowd will start going to church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With Howie Morales as governor? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, well, not just that, but uh, Michelle Luan Grisham yes, as Health and Human Services Secretary. National Health Care. So we're trying to look at this from a silver lining standpoint. So uh, she has talked about at the very top of the article, a former Democratic congresswoman who currently co-chairs Biden's transition. She's a co-chair. And he's one of two. She is getting the pick. And as long as she clears the uh, FBI and all the background check, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's pretty much foolproof. Yeah, it's yeah. 100%. This is what she wants. And the ironic thing about all of this is she resigned. We got a very important text message yesterday. And I put it, if you went to our www.rockoftalk.chat, I literally had the five-line feedback. There were 83 people who texted in yesterday. I'm going to put all of your text messages there every day so that way you can interact. If you send me links, if you send me information, whatever you send me, we're going to go ahead and put out there so the community can start coming together within the Rock of Talk community. And we're about, we're about to add a whole bunch of people uh, to that uh, come Monday. You want to talk about uh, the, watching the sparks fly? Yeah, come Monday, it's going to be huge. But someone um, texted in, and I can't say who, because remember, we keep everything absolutely and uh, and totally anonymous in there, but was talking about MLG. And here's one of the texts. It said, Hi, Eddie, we had a nice chat last Wednesday about MLG and her clearly being down with the Great Reset. Given what we know, we can guarantee she is going to lock down New Mexico well past December 1st. It's imperative that business owners and any and all mandates keep their businesses open. Again, we need to reach out to our county sheriffs who will not enforce those mandates. They're not enforcing mandates in New Jersey, New York, a uh, number of other jurisdictions. I think Oregon is even pushing back against uh, Governor Kate Brown. Non-compliance is the key to the MB ML to take MLG down. We also need to call out the lockdown as MLG has no idea the damage that she's doing. So we got that uh, yesterday. There was another one. I think you know what I'm uh, referring to, Dowd. 
It's um, let me see where I can scroll to it and I can find it, find it for you. Here it is. I don't know how much you know about her background, referring to MLG. I'll post for others who may not know if you do. I'm glad we have photographic memories, Dowd. I think you do, by the way. I'm starting to think uh, that. The older I get, the more I'm losing it, but I still retain a little bit of it. I think you, I think you do. I Talk think to my 16-year-old nephew. That kid has an eidetic memory. like just He can remember moments in time and long trains of uh, alphanumerics. For I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is uh, on another planet. Uh, at issue was our state health secretary under Richardson. Richardson fired her because of what happened at Fort Bayard Nursing Facility. She very nearly got brought up on federal charges by the Department of Justice. So this is the only thing that can possibly hold her back. Under her leadership, eight people died and died in a horrible fashion, neglect, untreated illnesses. Now she has a Dr. Scrace who has in no way has any training to handle a quote-unquote pandemic. He's a geriatrician, doctor that specializes in caring for the elderly. No epidemiological uh, logical, excuse me, experience whatsoever. He has also been a Luhan family physician. This is the part that made me take a step back for over 25 years. He cared for the governor's father and is now her mother's personal doctor. And so remember, I don't know if any of this is true. I'm simply reading this to you as it comes in. We have people who have no experience calling the shots on masks, the need to quarantine risk, etc. And we will have a woman at the top of it all who got fired from a health position because she'll frankly effed up. Her track record of being responsible goes far beyond this. This was the chat I saw on the local app talking about our uh, emperors. Empress. <laughs> like and uh, empress. Uh, I don't know who wrote it, but it is informative. So that was submitted here. So as far as I can tell, if there's any truth to that, um, if there's any truth to that, that would be the only thing that I would think that she could get passed over on. Now let's try to crawl into the head of uh, your governor. She's only been at this now for, what, a year and what are we, nine months in, ten months in, when she's, since she's taken over 11 months, a year, oh, no, no, nearly two months. We're forgetting this whole year because, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> coming up on two. Do I think she wants this job? I don't think at any point she's ever said that she didn't want another job. Whether she was Congress, whether she was, uh, I believe she was in city council, or no, she was Bernalillo County Commissioner, yep. right? Yep. Uh, she's always been going higher. She's always interested in the next opportunity, never really focused on the current opportunity that she's working on. It seems that that's what her appetite, her appetite for change. You know, one of the things that immediately comes to my mind is how long has she been engaged? How long has she been in flux? Not only is she entirely in flux, but she's put our entire state in flux. And I think it's a direct reflection to how she is feeling. And I think she's looking to escape. And I think the way she pitched it, and I'm guessing, to Tim Keller, to Hector Balderas, and to Brian Cologne, is that she said, well, here's what I'm going to do, and this is what we're planning on, and we're looking at 2020. And this is, I think that she is committed to this to follow through. Because as I've told you before, amongst at least Democrats, certainly not across the state, but amongst Democrats, that Hector Balderas should have been the guy to run. He, ran, he wanted a landslide for attorney general. There's no doubt, in my opinion, that he is going to be the gubernatorial uh, candidate, regardless if Heinrich comes back, and then there's another fight there. Uh, you have uh, Deborah Holland, who's, who's likely looking at a job, should Biden take There's another open job there. That's going to have to go to election. Uh, I've already ho- heard the name uh, uh, Louis Sanchez uh, being floated. I think he, that would be a tremendous, a tremendous pick for CD1. I really do think that that would be good. And 
you know, he's out early. He's a business owner. I mean, there, there would be somebody right there who would be available. And I hate to say the identity politics is so incredibly thick here. I hate to say it, but Louis is Hispanic, and he's from the South Valley, who's done well for himself and also owns Calibers. So there's a bingo right there. There's a, an excellent choice. I don't know if there's any other names. Love to hear all the other names that are that are floating out there. Then, of course, you have the vacancy that just got refilled by in, in CD3 by Alexis uh, Martinez-Johnson. She lost by, what, 10 points? That was way closer. Overperformed. Way closer than that ever should have been. I mean, she potentially has an opportunity to run for that office again, and she got next to no help from the Republican Party in uh, in in 2020. And then, of course, the one who got all the help was Yvette Harrell, but that's not something that we should have lost anyway, nor do I think we lost it back in 2018. Honestly, I think with all the cheating, I don't think uh, Zoshi Tiltoris Small ever actually got that job, and I would suggest to you that Zoshi Tiltoris is likely going to be the next captain for the uh, Democrat Party while she sits and waits and looks for her next opportunity. Mm -hmm. And what is she going to run for? I can almost guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that Zoshi Tiltoris will be running for U.S. Senate. Make no mistake about it. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be prepared for that when, uh, when, uh, when Heinrich uh, bails out two, two weeks or two years early, excuse me, two weeks, mm -hmm. two years early. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're looking at right now. Everyone's gearing up, setting the stage, but we continue to broadcast here each and every day from 4 to 7. Bringing you the news, bringing you the information. I want to thank uh, uh, to all of you who have signed up at www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, literally 16 subscribers over the last 24 hours. Keep it up, hours. folks. Keep it up. We do, we're doing this nothing. for you. And, and we, we, we're, just, we're just getting it right. Over the next week, you're going to start to see those numbers double and triple day by day people jumping on board because they get the blast they get the debate of the no, day no censorship the no shadow banning on our platform none they, of that and they can be anonymous and there you go you get all the information plus you get all the videos uh, as well all that information daily they're delivered right in your inbox plus hey you want to read everything on my phone that i receive that's all you have to do is subscribe don't you want to see what's on my phone i bet you do i bet you do don't you want to see it 424 Back and forth. We'll check on weather and traffic with young Rudy Grande and then uh, get back into it. Trump versus Sleepy Joe. And I think we need to continue to talk about Georgia as well. Here it is, fall in New Mexico, and the real estate market is different than past years. This year, we have fantastic interest rates, high buyer demand for homes, and we need more homes for sale on the market. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the seven reasons to sell now. If you're thinking of selling sometime, maybe even next spring, let's start the conversation. With the government pumping money into the economy, homes in forbearance, and higher unemployment, the market has many Unknowns, so selling sooner than later might be a good decision. Do you also have a home you need to sell to buy? We have a solution for that too, including our guaranteed sale option or an instant offer. Call us now, Venturi Realty Group, 448-8888, and welcomehomeabq.com online. List your home for sale with us during October or November, and we'll cover the cost of a pre-inspection for the home. Call us at 448-8888, Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. 
This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. That's Michael at MichaelTrujillo.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at The Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Looking pretty decent out there right now. I know we got that slushy pattern coming on Friday, and it drops to the 50s for our highs on Friday and into the weekend. Right now, though, Santa Ana Star, look at this, 58 degrees. Wow, 54 in Tanawan and 53 at the Rock of Tuck. On the roadway, San Mateo is going to be a little bit iffy. As you make your way southbound towards the freeway, basically from Manal to Indian School Road, you're going to be under 10 miles an hour. Also on the freeway, I-40 eastbound heading towards the mountains. Right as you pass over Lomas, it's going to be right there before Eubank. Uh, Stall has big yellow on the scene, so that should be over to the right shoulder. And base traffic also a little bit stubborn right now as you make your way north on Eubank from Copper up to just about Lomas, maybe a little bit beyond. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza on Southern and Rio Ranch. Now, Salon Deluxe is market partner for Monate. This is modern nature 
hair and skin products, and now an incredible probiotics health line, as well as other great things as well. You've got to try some of the stuff out from Monate. And if you go to salondeluxe.com, they will deliver while they are forced to be closed through this uh, national, or I'm sorry, through the statewide uh, lockdown. Listen, call up and just go to salondeluxe.com, push to call them, and order your Monate product from them right then, right there. Salondeluxe.com, thank you, and we are up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. All right, 4.30 here on this uh, Thanksgiving Eve, AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. So if Biden should take the White House, I still don't believe it. it was, uh, we'll, we'll get to some news from earlier uh, this afternoon, actually earlier this late morning this afternoon, what happened in Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that, but Shalohan Grisham will be the health of- So besides ruining... The state now shall have carte blanche to ruin the entire country doubt. Well, I mean, uh, Rudy just accidentally said national instead of statewide lockdown, but he, he was anticipating the new rule of uh, possible cabinet member Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, Eddie, that texture, I just want to follow up what you mentioned in the last segment. That texture sent that information is I'm going to have links to uh, information confirming those allegations about her time uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. I'm actually going to have a link to a link, a link to a lengthy document by the Department of Justice. Uh, investigating the Fort Bayard complex and uh, what they found in 2006. Uh, they described the facility and then they conducted an investigation. Their findings included inadequate medical and nursing care at this facility. Again, this is the Department of Justice, not Eddie Aragon, not D. Dowd Muska, the Department of Justice, 2006. Uh, let's see, they also found, uh, there's a lengthy list, uh, inadequate protection from harm. This is under, under her uh, oversight. Uh, they also found inadequate nutritional and hydration services, inadequate activities, Failure to serve residents in the most integrated setting appropriate to residents' needs. And finally, there was one last charge, uh, minimal remedial uh, measures uh, to, to, to fix these problems at the facility. So I'm really okay, hoping so in her confirmation hearing, this document is introduced in evidence. That would be great. So, Dad, what you just told me was that she was aware of these shortcomings. She had a, an opportunity to fix them, yes, and then she was not able to do it. That's what you said when you said remedial attempts to yes, fix yes, these, and yes. it did not happen. And, and of all, th- the best layout I've seen of, of these charges against her was in a, a student newspaper article for the NMSU, New Mexico State University, down in the south called The Roundup. Uh, it was by this little smiling little blonde girl describing uh, her. Did she live? Uh, she, I believe she's Is alive because she I remember alive? checking at the time. Did somebody kill her? <laughs> she says that you know, the, you know, in Mexico they murder uh, journalists. Absolutely. You know, if, you, absolutely. if you rise up against the power, yep. uh, If you rise, you up get the silver, the or you get the lead, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. Uh, so anyway, this this brave young girl in April of 2018, as MLG was running for governor, said that uh, this candidate had previously served as the head of New Mexico's Agency of Aging and then moved on to be the Secretary of Department of Health. Uh, and 16 years in total in these two jobs. And she was under three governors, Bruce King, Gary Johnson, to his great discredit, kept her around after Bruce King set her on her course. Yeah, we saw uh, that uh, picture where Gary Johnson oh, yeah. hugged, oh, their buds. was hugging. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like marital equity or some event they were at. Uh, and then, of course, she continued on through uh, Bill Richard, Richardson, who elevated 
the cabinet position, uh, the health secretary to cabinet position level in 2005. The first time she was elevated. Yes. <laughs> she, she, needs, <laughs> she, she needs a lot of Bill, elevation. you make me feel bigger than I ever have before. Uh, during her time as head of the Agency of Aging, MLG uh, went, quote, undercover to better understand how patients were treated in their state-run long-term mm. care facilities. Okay. Uh, according to a story from the Albuquerque Journal, during their two- to three-day stay, they encountered thoughtless care and even had items stolen. Uh, Grisham had overseen was that, the agency. Was that the Los Padillas gang that was in there stealing <laughs> uh, items of her buddies? Uh, Grisham had overseen the agency in charge of these care facilities for six years, and her agency had heard complaints for years before she went undercover uh, to prevent corruption in government agencies and protect the rights of senior citizens. She bragged about that. Yeah, the Older Americans Act, first enacted in 1965, requires a unique position called the Long-Term Care Ombudsman as a condition of accepting federal block grants. Tim Koval served as ombudsman of the agency until he resigned in 1997 when he claimed Grisham prevented him from sending a letter to the Secretary of Health uh, informing uh, the Secretary about problems. Uh, according to the Albuquerque Journal piece, the letter asked the Secretary at the time to close a facility in Albuquerque that had continued to operate with the department's knowledge in almost uh, four years without a license, uh, which they had been denied. The Department of Justice, I just read you some highlights of that report, uh, did an investigation into the Fort Bayard Medical Center just outside our beloved quirky Silver City down there in Grant County uh, in accordance with the Civil Rights of Institutionalized Persons Act uh, because it was state-owned and state-operated. It fell under Lujan Grisham's department. The investigation resulted in finding that the residents of Fort Bayard, quote, suffer significant harm and risk of harm from the facility's inadequate medical and nursing care services. According to the letter the DOJ sent to Big Bill, Carpetbagger Bill, Governor Richardson, the fa Fort Bayard failed to provide proper medication practices, safety, nutrition, and hydration, and other basic human needs. There were at least eight deaths that could have been avoided with proper care. Uh, the details of the victims' demises are listed uh, in this document, starting on page 4, ending on page 22. Grisham whined to the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, she said that the department knew about these problems for a long time and that her head was exploding after receiving the reports she also said the administrator uh, of the Fort Bayard facility was not licensed. Uh, Grisham, Grisham hired GEO Groups, a company that provides rehabilitation to in-custody individuals, to run Fort Bayard in 2005, the same year after the DOJ did its investigation. And they failed. During Grisham's tenure, she also removed Steve Nickel from the position as the immunization manager. Oh, we know. Funny. She's used yeah. to re removing <laughs> immunologists and immunization yeah. managers. Yeah. So okay. not only does she remove people, people voluntarily leave her, like her current cabinet, which I believe we've had eight people uh, walk away for. Anyway, Nickel had Nickel, uh, Mr. Nickel had uh, boosted our immune, immune numbers and actually improved the statistics in our state, but uh, he came across her. Uh, she, she, he crossed her in some capacity, so he was out on his ear. After 16 years of serving as the head of the Agency of Health and then later the Health Department, Grisham resigned, telling the Albuquerque Journal that, quote, the appointment was the hardest job on the planet and claimed that all the problems that were uh, uh, documented, she had inherited them, okay. uh, even though she had been in charge of those agencies since 1991. So she writes the letter, she blames the previous person, and then... Uh, goes on as you do in politics, and you move on. Yeah, and I remember that uh, classic scene in Traffic, uh, where the yes. guy decides that he's going to go ahead and resign his position, and he blames the previous administration for the things that have uh, impaled his current administration. So he resigns and uh, uh, basically su suggests that they're unresolvable. So that whole thing uh, continues, uh, the handoff, uh, if you will. So. 
what was her total time that she spent as the health secretary for the state of New Mexico? Uh, she was, let's see, she started out in 91 at the aging department. Uh, she left. That was a brand new position, a brand new agency. Yep, yep. Uh, and then later, let's see, she became, the, it wasn't elevated, she, somewhere between then and 2004. So wait a minute, she started in 91, 91? as the secretary of health uh, uh, And head of the agency of aging. Okay, yep. so she graduated from, from law school in, in what, 83? Yeah, what was she doing those eight, eight years? Um, I, I think, I mean, if we're going to vet her, yeah. this is the time that she wants this job. And uh, she, it, look, I think it's time that you get to know the person that you voted for, that you have running this state. <sighs> she has a BS and a JD from the University of New Mexico. I believe, let's see where we it doesn't say when she she finished her her degree here. I can't I can't find that. But she went to St. Mike's, University of New Mexico in eighty one. Uh, in eighty seven, she got her JD. So four years out of law school, did she pass the bar? Did she practice? <laughs> no, first I mean, try? that's a serious question. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, she earned a J- JD, but did she ever even sit for the bar? Did she ever practice, or was did she just there are people who in. get the degree and don't practice, yeah. Well, a lot of people do. They yeah. just go directly in into DC, government everybody service. has a law degree, whether they practice yeah, or not. Yeah, they just go directly into it. So, yeah. okay, so she was named in 2004, but she was there. So she was there, what, two and a half years. Mm. And then she had no job. She was jobless uh, for, for three years as she was kind of lining things up. She ran for Congress in CD1 in 2008, she came fourth in the primary, right? right? Right, right, She was fourth in the Democrat primary and against a bunch of no-names, and then came back in, in 2010 when everything was basically set up for her mm-hmm. after continually running. And she served in the Bernalillo County Commission 2010 to 2012, then ran for CD1, 2012 to 2018, and then became governor. So six years in Congress, two years in the Bernalillo County Commission, uh, two year, two and a half years as Secretary of Health and uh, uh, Aging, what was she doing? Was from 91 all the way until 2004, was she Secretary of Aging? Uh, yes, yes, yes. She held on to that job for 13 years. Through multiple multiple governorships, yeah. Huh. And that's I, the kind of small bureaucracy that's a really good, sweet gig when you're in government because it's not, it well, doesn't have the kind of spotlight that other big bureaucracies have. So It was created, the agency was created in 91 by Bruce King. Mm. And Bruce King, of course, very tight, almost felt like uh, he was part of what brought in, him and Tony and I brought in uh, Bill Richardson back from Massachusetts. He, right. he, came, he was here for, what, less than a year before he ran for CD3, basically set up to... And it was a newly constructed district after the 1980 census, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he started his congressional or, or his service in Congress after uh, the 1982 election, 83, if I'm not mistaken. Right, correct. Okay. All making sense right now. All right, let's check on weather and traffic uh, very quickly. And this is a good little history uh, lesson. Rudy, let's check out weather and traffic. All right, let's put things together. We're going to go ahead and start with the weather looking really decent right now. But get ready, Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday, it looks like the slushy rain and snow mix is going to be with us. I know in Taylor Ranch right now it's 58 degrees, 54 at Paseo Crossing, and 53 at the Rock of Talk. All right, things looking 
fairly decent for you right now on the roadways. No real uh, problems. I will tell you, eastbound on I-40, we have big yellow working right there before Eubank with a stalled car. And you're starting to see it's getting a little bit busy on southbound I-25. That's just driving into that sun as it starts to set there. Between, uh, looks like everything's slowing up right around Jefferson, but not horribly, all right? Do know that you're going to be under the 65-mile-an-hour zone at that point. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Now, this is the time of year you want to really kind of take a look at mom and dad and say, you know what, we need to make sure that they're taken care of. And Amazing Grace has that companion care that they need and reasonable rates, truly. Household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation, cognitive assistance, just amazing people ready to help out. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services accepts insurance as well as pay clients. So connect with them online at homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, 442. Uh, and, and just before we, we leave our, our beloved governor. Uh, no, before, I have a lot of messages. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people know a lot about her. Oh, yeah. I'm just um, texting in. But just don't forget the Politico report when she was running for uh, you know, the primary to be governor in 2018. Uh, leading Democratic governor, uh, candidate for governor of New Mexico, profited from the state's use of a high-priced health insurance program for seriously ill patients, even after Obamacare made such programs uh, virtually obsolete. Don't forget, she. Uh, this was the uh, Delta Consultant. She hooks up with Debbie Armstrong, who was in the legislature. Uh, she founded Delta Consulting Group uh, along with De- Debbie Armstrong. She's a local, poli- a longtime political ally and the treasurer of her Gubin Trail campaign. As they were getting out of the cabinet in uh, 2008, they set this uh, firm up in 2009. The firm received the state contract to run the high-risk pool under a competitive bid process between 2014, when Obamacare took effect in 2017, Delta Consulting Group was paid more than $2 million to run the program. Uh, according to contracts, Politico obtained its annual payments increased to more than $600,000, even as enrollment dropped. Republicans in Washington, you need to be tracking all this stuff down for the confirmation hearing. Well, there's no doubt that they will. Uh, I think that's uh, in there. There will be people who don't want to step in her way locally. I doubt anybody is going to vet her. You know, as the almighty uh, governor of the state of New Mexico. Right, right. Uh, I don't know that New Mexico has ever suffered the way we have uh, under her tenure. Um, let's just look at it from a from a management standpoint. A woman who uh, sought the nomination for the governor of the state of New Mexico before she even got sworn into her last service. Correct. Um, back in, uh, I believe that would be 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. She started her tenure January 1st, uh, 2019. Is that correct? Uh, elected in 2018. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 2019. Uh, she came into office uh, seeking the governor uh, governorship and uh, with a surplus of, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Susanna left her significant 2.1 or yeah. $2.4 billion. Does that right. sound about right? Yep. Okay. Right. Hopefully I'm not missing that. Uh, so Susanna Martinez, she, she blew through that. And she raised taxes at a time when we had a surplus. Right. <laughs> okay, great. That was last year. Yeah. Um, they passed, uh, what was it, 396 bills out of 418 or that something like that. Yeah. So, something along, along those lines. And then you compound it with the fact that she blew through all that money. And now during the time of COVID, uh, she's had to borrow nearly a billion dollars from the federal government. Okay, so there's $300 million that came in. That's not all counted against it. That's some of the... CARES Act money that right. already came. Uh, she asked for an additional, I don't know how much for the unemployment. Let's just tack on an additional two, $250 million plus the original money that came in. So 
for over a billion dollars, plus the billion dollars that she she passed the Energy Transition Act within the first three months, not knowing the first thing about green new energy, but went with the agenda, knowing full and well that it would help and enhance her chances. And I think her pitch to Hector, Brian, and Tim was that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and run for this. In two years, I'll be gone anyway because we're going to have a demo. She she took her chances on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Maggie Toulouse Oliver and every Secretary of State around the country has done what they can to go ahead and uh, <laughs> reinvent new ways of voting, as we did during this uh, COVID-19 crisis. The mail-in ballots. Creative elections. <laughs> Look yes. at that. And I'm, I'll read you the article uh, shortly that's from Dan Butterfield that we posted uh, earlier. So, so that that's all set, and that brings us to today, where she is one of two candidates and the leading candidate for the Health and Human Services Secretary. And we're not even looking at the exhaustive economic impacts of her policies and choices. We're the most locked down state, and all they're talking about right now, all the Biden administration is talking about, is the new COVID restrictions that will come in with his administrations, with his administration, and. They're going to go ahead and blame the coming recession, which is going to happen in February, March, April of next year. They were going to go ahead and blame Donald Trump on that. Of course. That's what's happening. Okay. So let's go back to this health and human services. Uh, She occupied this position for 13 years. It did not become a cabinet position in 2004. Officially, she was not part of the cabinet, but for two and a half years of the entire time that she was a long-term aging secretary. So she was more of a director. There was no secretary position for that. She wasn't answering uh, to the governor. Uh, that's why she kept her position. She wasn't kept inside Gary's cabinet because that wasn't a cabinet position during Gary's administration. Correct, yep. It wasn't a cabinet position under... under. Uh, so she has figured out a way to kind of hide under the radar here yep. without any uh, administration. I mean, Climb the ladder without being really noticed. Noticed, yeah. And then, uh, and then resigned once she got into the only hot water that she's ever gotten to. Um, and then the second piece of hot water is uh, getting this Delta Consulting, which the media treated her with kid gloves. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is your governor, folks. This is the woman that is now being touted and considered for the Health and Human Services Secretary. Here's some of the things that are being said about her. California Democratic, and, and she's the vice chair of the Democrat Governors Association, <laughs> which means that she does everything the Democrat Party tells her to do. When we think about someone who's a manager and a leader who knows these issues, Michelle is top on the list, according to California Democratic Representative Pete Aguilar, who worked closely with Lujan Grisham during her three terms in the House. Do we know if Michelle Lujan Grisham ever, ever passed a single bill? We do. She didn't pass one. Not one. The other thing, other than being chair of the Hispanic Congressional Caucus, right, that she was, was that for two years or four years? I want to say it was just the last two years mm-hmm. that she was there. We'll, we'll look into that. Influential Latino advocacy groups have also weighed in on her behalf, pointing particular to her state leadership during the pandemic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> leadership? Okay. And all you're hearing right now is how much the Latinos love Donald Trump, by the way. Uh, she's seen the direct impact of COVID-19 on her state and managed the response. And she's had to do it because there's a lot hasn't been, there hasn't been a lot of federal guidance. Said uh, Unidos U.S. President Janet Murguia, a former Clinton White House official, she knows what it's like to lead in this space and is a very credible candidate. Um, the other guy who's, com- uh, who's competing against Michelle Lujan Grisham enjoys support from within the broad base of the Obama administration alumni who have quickly populated the Biden transition team. 
health advisor to Biden during the campaign. He's helped lead the incoming administration's pandemic planning as co-chair of Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. So I think what's going to work in her favor on this, I'm telling you what's going to be the deciding factor. You want to, you really want to know what it is? It's the fact, and Larry Barron's is going to hate me for saying this, but it's the fact that she got the energy transition. If you want to say what, what, what the feather in her cap is, is mm-hmm. that she got that. Because that appeals to progressives on the oh. other side, and it directly appeals to what Barack Obama is doing. Well, what did, what did, what was her video during the Democratic National uh, Convention? She had the solar panels. She was walking around up north there among the solar panels. So that is a placate a uh, way to placate the, the greenie weenies. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie, just to follow up, uh, she yes. was the chair of the Hispanic Caucus for two years, uh, two 2017 years. Yeah. and 2018. There you go. And Joaquin Castro took out, took over for her. He's the, he's the more recent one. All right, let's continue. In Lujan Grisham, Democrats argue that Biden team would get a competent, steady leader with extensive management experience running to Mexico's health agency and then the state as a whole. She has also been one of the most aggressive governors in combating COVID-19, declaring a statewide emergency on the same day New Mexico confirmed its first positive case and closing schools soon after. She ordered a two-week lockdown after a 200% jump in hospitalizations, put in the state at what she called a quote-unquote breaking point. It's kind of action that could face intense scrutiny from Republicans if she's nominated, but one ally is touted as a sign of decisiveness in a state (laughs) that requires balancing all manner of political and cultural considerations. These are obviously people who are writing about a state they know nothing Nothing about. The pandemic puts a premium on someone who can quote-unquote bring people together and be a good manager. Let me repeat that. The pandemic puts a premium on someone who can bring people together and be a good manager. Let's take that. I think she has divided the state like nobody in the history of this state. When you see monuments and various other things that have been toppled, I believe that Michelle Lujan Grisham herself is not confident in her own abilities to lead. I, I firmly believe that. I believe that she does. she knows it's too hot in the kitchen, and she can't wait to get out because she knows this is this is beyond repair here in the state of New Mexico, and she's going to leave it for somebody else, as she has noticeably done in the past as Congresswoman, mm. as Secretary of Aging, yep, and Health Health Department. Yeah, she has a very diverse population. That goes on to say, very rural areas, Native American tribal lands. The complexity of that isn't lost on those of outside this state. So, love to hear your reactions uh, to that. Is there a silver lining in all this for the state of New Mexico? Do you think that, regardless, Democrats are going to continue to dominate the state? Will this perhaps turn up the heat, make it worse? Will she be able to turn up the heat from Washington, D.C.? Do you think that's part of her calculus? How is she assessing this? Why is Michelle Lujan Grisham the imminent or the penultimate opportunist? Non, the incessant opportunist. That's the, that's the way to look at this. Yes. I think that's the proper way. And, and I think the Gatsby quote, it just popped into my head, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, the great Gatsby, the novel that you know they make you read in high school and you, you don't want to read any, any of those stupid books they make you read in high school. And then as an adult, you realize some of these books are, are wise. Uh, quote, they were careless people, Tom and Daisy. They smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that held them together and let other people clean up the mess they had made. Sounds a little bit like our government. Really does. Yep. Okay. So let me get your text uh, directly five fifty fifty five hundred, and uh, I'm sure you guys are cluing me into lots and lots of stuff. This is an important question today. And would you be thankful? Would you be thankful that Michelle Lujan Grisham is gone? Would Would you take that? 
Is the suffering under Michelle Lujan Grisham so bad that you would be willing to forego a Trump victory here in the state of New Mexico? I happen to think that there are some of you who would answer. The answer to that question would be yes. Uh, Eddie, happy Thanksgiving. MLG can obey her own edict. Not that I think she would anyway, and let the rest of us do our own thing tomorrow. Uh, Bob said, I thought you weren't going to use Fox News anymore. Just heard it now. Well, you want to, we can keep talking about it. You want to keep talking about it. There's contracts and contracts. I've got to get through it. So I'd be nice, Bob. Happy Thanksgiving, Eddie. Your work and your presence, that's been absolutely amazing lately. And also uh, of D. Dowd uh, right there. Judy says, and pressure the Secretary of State to immediately cease from using the Dominion machines in New Mexico. That's the first thing. FCL first thing. Uh, Eddie, how can I get one to that idiot? Personally, she has destroyed me. He's talking about uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Um, Brandon says, real Bravo and Coors Walmart line right now, almost to the loading docks. Oh. I wonder if Egolf's wife stands in lines like this much, much less MLG. Eric says, how do I run against Harris in District 9? We'll talk about that. Why do Democrats work so hard to get elected when they don't do the job or don't finish the job, right? Look at all the damage MLG has done here in New Mexico. Why would we want her in a position to do the same evil to our whole country? Why would her evil be better for everyone in the U.S. instead of just locally? Misery loves company. Good text. I like that. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's good thinking. Uh, Eddie, I, I can't read a long text. That we're going to keep going on these things. I'll, remember, all these are going to be posted for you at 5 a.m. You can read all your texts tomorrow. Um, Eddie, you've mentioned in the past that you have just over 10,000 listeners average. I'll tell you what we have right now. I get a lot of challenges on this stuff. And then they, they, they see that I get how many texts during the show, and they're like, oh, yeah, you have that many listeners. <laughs> uh, we're a local radio station. Think about that for a moment. Think about what we do. Think about how we help the community. Think about the things that we talk about. Right now, uh, 180. Uh, Rudy, do the math. This is a slow Wednesday, too. 180 people uh, currently uh, listening online. That's turning into, what, 56? Carry the one. Come on, Rudy. That's like 12,500. What, what is it? 12,600. There you go, 12,600. Thank you. All right. Eddie, you mentioned you have over 10,000 listeners average. I thought also that when you mentioned earlier just a week or two ago, we had only 10,000 signatures for impeachment for MLG. Um, and we locked around 10 to 30,000. I want 10, I want 30,000 listeners. Okay. Well, come distribute my bumper stickers that I printed out here and go <laughs> give the them streets. out to everybody you, you want. Yeah. <laughs> go, go take them out if you want to do it. Do you do any, No, I don't pay for advertising. Do you do any? Listen to these guys. Talk out of there. You know what? Do you do any billboard advertising? I know it's expensive. Yes, it's expensive. What does it take to do a wrap on city buses? Uh, about $1,500 a month. And honestly, the buses aren't running. <laughs> There's certainly Remember no that? one riding them. They may still be running, but no one's on them. <laughs> Remember that phone. black van parked next to one of the hotel's parking lots that backed up on a freeway as you headed west? It was a cell phone company. Jet Black was uh, too busy to pull it. Okay, well, uh, it's exhausting. We're talking about inside-outside. Uh, thanks. I don't remember the guy's name, but Governor Richardson's appointed someone to increase the state's childhood vaccination rate. He did such a good job, apparently, that Richardson gave him an award. Grisham promptly fired him afterwards. Yes, that uh, was that's, that guy. A, that's in the article uh, that we'll be sending out to everyone. Yep. Uh, Eddie, her JD from the University of New Mexico is BS. I believe <laughs> she was a registered lobbyist. I also heard that she was a terrible student. From a very, very, very credible source. That's well, she, she'll be going to work for, uh, uh, didn't he say he was top in his law class, Mr. Biden? And then they found out he was 76 out of 85 or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> reality went, is just he went who to, cares he about to, facts. He went to Syracuse, right? Is that his? Uh, yeah, let me check. I think so. I think it's a Delaware State and then Syracuse. I mean, we're going to have the most unqualified group of. If Biden takes the White House, we'll have the most unqualified cabinet in the history of this country. The most inept. How many times did Kamala Harris fail the bar? Twice? I know at least once. At least, yeah. Eddie, if MLG is hired only to add a Hispanic for diversity, she'll eventually be exposed as incompetent and will be fired. The only job she's actually qualified for is selling burritos on the Centipede Plaza. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Melvin says, love how that blamed MLG tyranny on President Trump's not being a tyrant. Exactly. Good at that. Uh, MLG for prison 2020. Woo. Uh, yeah, Syracuse U, U for... Uh, oh, hey, Syracuse U like Mikasa Yukasa. Um, uh, Syracuse is yeah. one of six universities, uh, by the way, that offers an online JD. I'm not making this up. Aye. Not exactly what you want out of an officer of the court. To, hey, how'd you get your uh, how'd you get your, uh, your your law degree? I got it online. Joe Biden. R- remember, uh, remember idiocracy. I got my law degree at Costco. What? Yeah, I can't believe my father got me in somehow. <laughs> Hilarious. Hello, Eddie. Isn't that always the way? Poor workers that don't get fired usually get promoted onward and upward. I think she'll fit in right in Washington. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you. She Judy. really is kind of like a female Bob McNamara. Who, who, who oh my God! They created they created perfect. the term "failing upward" for Bob McNamara. Yeah, like you he'd it. get worried, like GM, and then he was Secretary of Defense. Then he went to the World Bank. Like he kept screwing up everything, but getting higher and higher positions. Failing upward, I think they call it. I got the best fifteen second video of all time, and I could I've watched it a hundred times already, and it's MLG as Tony Montana from Scarface. Hilarious! I saw. I it. did you could you stop watching it? Whoever now? did that, I just genius. It's, it's genius. <laughs> it literally nails her persona. That's who she is. Think of little MLG as Tony Montana, and you can watch it in fifteen seconds. I mean, all coked up, high, counting money. Shooting people, <laughs> murdering people, <laughs> the, the spousal abuse in public. I mean, it's all right there for you, folks. I mean, I, I could not, I, I could not stop laughing. So if you want to see it, you can go to uh, Facebook.com. I, I left it there because I, I checked into Facebook just to uh, check off all my, uh, you know, Thanksgiving holidays. He was checking, checking out. Facebook is turning into a desert land. And I did a little uh, video as well since I uh, registered today to run for RPNM State Chairman. Back in three minutes with Rudy Grande. You're listening to Fox News ABQ.FM, K229CL 93.7 FM, and AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Pennsylvania Republican Party is holding a hearing in Gettysburg to look into irregularities in Philadelphia and other election day shenanigans. Multiple witnesses testifying that they were obstructed from observing the counting of ballots and other irregularities in Philadelphia. There was a chance President Trump would be at the hearing. Instead, he just testified via phone. They have to turn over the results. It would be easy for me to say... Oh, let's worry about four years from now. No, this election was lost by the Democrats. They cheated. It was a fraudulent election. President Trump announced on Twitter that he's pardoning his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. The president saying on Twitter, it is my great honor to announce that General Michael T. Flynn has been granted a full pardon. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world, 
one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. President-elect Joe Biden is suggesting Americans forgo holding large gatherings and traveling to see loved ones over Thanksgiving due to the coronavirus pandemic. This year we're asking Americans to forego so many of the traditions that we've long made this holiday, which made it so special. Speaking in Wilmington, Delaware, Biden delivering a dark message but reminding everyone. I know the country has grown weary of the fight. We need to remember we're at war with a virus, not with one another, not with each other. A day after the Dow and S&P set record highs, the NASDAQ is doing the same. There was some big movement by some tech stocks, such as Slack, which was up as much as 32%. There are reports Salesforce is in talks to buy the popular office messaging service. The NASDAQ gaining 57 points to close at 12.94. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. During an appearance on the radio show The Breakfast Club on Wednesday, former President Barack Obama argues that Hispanic voters who supported President Trump ignored his racism and placing of illegal immigrants in cages because they agreed with the president's view on social issues. Um, people were surprised about uh, a lot of Hispanic folks who voted for Trump. But there's a lot of evangelical Hispanics who, you know, the fact that Trump says racist things about Mexicans or puts... Uh, detainees, uh, you know, uh, uh, undocumented workers in cages, they think that's less important than the fact that, you know, he uh, supports their views on, you know, gay marriage or abortion. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz says it's okay to ask for help getting food. He says the state has provided $18 million to organizations providing meals to those who come in need amid the coronavirus pandemic, including Second Harvest Heartland in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. As we go into Thanksgiving, a time that's usually celebrated with families around a table and the bounty that our agriculture producers produce, this year I think it's, it's time to pause and be thankful for those things, but to think about those who are struggling. One in eight Minnesotans are food insecure and one in five children. The Democrat governor speaking there at Second Harvest Heartland. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. <laughs> 
All right, let's get our second hour underway and put things together. Starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. Good to have you with us. I will tell you, it's going to be a really nice day for Thanksgiving weather-wise. We'll be mid-50s, mid-50s to 60. And I know the slushy weather that's coming on Friday is going to take us into the 40s for a high. Right now, that's what we have in Santa Fe, 42 degrees. It's 54 at the VA Hospital and 53 at the Rock of Talk. Two accidents. One's a major one. This is going to be on Central as you're eastbound, heading towards the mountain just before Juan Tabo. You're going to have to use that center yellow line to get by on. It's kind of that, you know, the, the one where you can go either way to make the turns. That's the only thing that's open there. And also we got an accident on I-40. This is going to be westbound right past Rio Grande Boulevard and before the river. Well, that's taken up a couple of lanes. It's already starting to back up the drive pretty much back to 12th Street. And it's going to stay pretty well busy all the way to Coors Road. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Elevate Trampoline Park. They say elevate your kids. Let's do it with the Elevate Jump Packs, packed with the Elevate T-shirts, the socks, cash, uh, the cafe cash for when you do go when they open up again. And two-hour jump passes. You can get these in any of four packs, depending on the number of kids you have. It's ElevateYourKids.com. Pick up any of the four packs. And don't forget when you go pick them up, literally, you can also pick up a $5 pizza curbside for instant family fun that night. Elevate Jump Packs and $5 pizza online right now. ElevateYourKids.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back. Oh, nope, let's jump back in. To the rock and roll. losing my head many years from now. Birthday, mom. My mom is 64 years young today. Very nice. And she's listening. So I, you know, I played that for my dad when he turned 64, and I thought I would uh, play that for my mom. Did, did, other than uh, Sammy and my my little ding dong there, uh, is does she have other grandkids too? Or she does. Yeah, okay. much older. Oh, yeah, older. my okay. sister started early. It was it was a race to uh, you know. But she loves all of them equally, like any good grandmother does. <laughs> uh, there's no. <laughs> There's no equally. See, see, Families are complicated. Know, yeah, so five. <laughs> yeah. So look at this five. You know, you treat uh, the kids all differently. Five yeah, fingers yeah, differently. Yeah. So I, I think I've been treated. Uh, I think every kid is treated differently. So let's kick off the uh, five o'clock hour, shall we? Uno, 
Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500. Folks, uh, I got to tell you, we have uh, hit a new little milestone here today. And uh, it is pretty awesome because Dowd has been working his ass off a lot um, and putting this stuff together, getting this information out. Uh, www.rockoftalk.chat and all the information uh, that you need so that you can guys get plugged in. I know some of you guys are just uh, turning in. And a lot of you are having trouble with, you know, uh, what, what is that called? Parlor? A lot of people have been like, yeah. yeah, I'm not really, it's not taking to it. You're trying to go back into Facebook. You're like halfway straddling it. Yeah, yeah. But, what, when did we need social media? And you just heard yesterday, uh, it's a great Steve Hilton piece right there. He's like, they're going to take your information, they're going to call it, yeah, they're right. going to go ahead and then send it back to you, and they're going to take your identities. Why not just behave anonymously like you were in a chat room? And, and he's right. They have corporate America. I wouldn't have said this five years ago. Corporate America has contempt for the people of this country. If you look at their embrace of wokeness, they're cozying up to federal power, uh, I, uh, it's enough to turn me into a, a, a agrarian socialist, you know. I mean, it's just so ugly what these people are and what they're doing to us. Yeah, and let me let me just play this for you, so you know exactly of what we are talking about. Because you know, he absolutely nails it. They're out to hunt you. They want to bring you in, and corporate America wants to control you. Yes, we are, but we are pro real business. Not these giant global bureaucracies that corporate America has become. We are pro small business, pro entrepreneurs. Yes. Conservatives need to wake up. That's right. Corporate America is not your friend. That's right. Just since the election, not just Facebook and Twitter, but big businesses including Airbnb, PayPal, and Target. There you go. Did you hear him just rifle them off? And let him make his uh, flushing point here. Because it's time for you to flush these products down the drain. I went back to Facebook. I'm like, why am I here? I have no idea. I shared a, a Scarface. I'm like, I'm out. I'm not getting any real dialogue. I'm not getting any effective points across. People are sharing information. I'm like, you know, they're like, they, they come and they ask me, Eddie, what can we do? Yep. How can we change things? How can we have some sort of impact? You got to get away from those big corporate media. Facebook is the biggest. They own everything. Twitter Quite large. MAGAF, right? MAGA with the F. The F being Facebook. Microsoft. Apple. Google. Amazon. Facebook. As long as they're at the top. And, and Jeff Bezos has made over $70 billion. He didn't mind giving $55 billion to his ex-wife because the guy knew he was making $70 billion. Yeah, I mean, him and his, his buddies like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to marry that girl from Albuquerque that I've been uh, dating that he's so sweet on. Did you know that? Did you know Jeff Be- uh, Bezos, is his girlfriend, is a media uh, person yes. from Albuquerque, New Mexico? I bet or- you didn't know that. Originally from here. Okay. And and, and I got to tell you, around here, uh, as I was talking to my cousin earlier today, he's in from out of town. He's like, boy, you guys are hurting for some talent out here. This slim pickings around here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know of what he's speaking. <laughs> so uh, let, let Hilton make his final point. Corporate America looks down on you. Corporate America censors you. Corporate America hates you. And now, corporate America wants even more power over you by putting its stooge in the White House. Steve the Swamp Ricchetti, a godfather of NAFTA, an agent for China, a corrupt swamp lobbyist who got rich of pretending to work for you. 
He is a symbol of everything that's wrong with our system. His presence in the White House would be a stain on our democracy. It would be wrong and unacceptable, and we must not let it happen. We must stop the Biden swamp. There you go. Uh, Steve Ricchetti, uh, this is according to uh, Breitbart, is the archetype of the new Biden aide. He is now one of Joe Biden's closest advisors. He has spent years as a lobbyist. He is representing companies like GM, AT&T, GlaxoSmithKline, Eli Lilly, Nextel, Novartis, Pfizer, and all the big pharma companies. There's your, your progressive pick for a senior official in the Biden administration, folks. Folks, that is fascism. When you have those type of people that are getting in and they're making and paving the way for those big corporations, Twitter and Facebook can be right there. This is the last you've seen of them. And, and, and no doubt the Biden administration has communicated to those social media giants. Like, you know what? Just go up there, placate the senators, hold us off. You know, Zuckerberg, this will be the last time you have to testify. We won't bring you out of your basement anymore. You can do your social experimentation. We're going to give you a little slap on the wrist, but you can continue to do what you're doing. People are leaving Facebook in droves. The problem is, is there's nowhere to go. And what's happening is you have the invention of various media that is currently happening. And, you know, what do conservatives have? Talk radio. As we've said before, talk radio is where they go. Well, that's not robust enough. Plus, you need to be anonymous. Plus, you need to go ahead and be able to contribute. You need to give that information out and get other people on board. And, you know, you're really busy living your damn life. You don't need to be inundated all the time with Facebook tracking you and ads and this. You've bought everything you can possibly buy for the last seven months. You've got the right house or the right, like, you've had time to, to, to nest up. So now, all you have to do is just go to www. Text me directly, actually, just do that. Text me directly, send me your email address. For those people who are listening here on Thanksgiving Day, I'm telling you, if you send in your impeach MLG, you're free until December. Okay, it's really, really that simple. 550, 50, What could be easier than that? I've got people who don't even use computers check their email at all, and they're like, they text me like, this is great. I don't need to install an app. Yeah, yeah. How many of you out there is like, I don't want to go to the Apple store. I don't want to download anything. I just use it for the phone. Well, you don't need to. If you know how to send a text message and you know how to dial a phone, that's all you need to do to get the information that you need. And 99% of you have an email address. 99% of you. If you have a Gmail address, get rid of it. I'm going to get, get rid of my... Get rid yeah, of your yeah, Gmail. I have to, yeah. They have, your, your Gmail is fully indexed. Yep. Go get a Reagan.com, okay? We're working on something where I can hopefully give you a rockoftalk.com oh, email sweet. address. Oh, That would be really sweet. But it's, it's, it's quite expensive. Okay. Okay, so, you know, there's a Reagan.com. We're trying to give you a rockoftalk.com email address. So we're going to see what we can do to hand that out to, to, to everybody. So you guys have your own server, completely anonymous, you can do your own thing. Not even on our server, just to, just that domain so you could go ahead and use it. A lot of you you've had several several requests for that. We cannot trust these people any longer with our information, with our passwords. I've told you download that browser. You have the time. You have 4 days. There's no Black Friday. You're sitting around waiting. Go so you have a little bit of money. You just download it for free, get the Brave browser, then get the VPN. Best thing you can do. Okay? If you're on a computer that's tracking everything, guess what? The computer that you're on cannot even track you, what your keystrokes, what, it's, what you're doing on Brave. That's how secure that this is, okay? It's a Brave browser, B-R-A-V-E, Brave browser, best thing you can do. You have Facebook installed on your, on your Apple device, get rid of it. Get rid of it. 
Get rid of it. Get rid of Twitter. Get rid of all that stuff. Okay? Keep your connections. We'll call all that stuff, and then we're going to spit it out to all of you guys so you guys can go ahead and contribute it honestly and uh, do everything that you need to do so we can change the dialogue here local. All politics is local. Just like all real estate, <laughs> local. Uh, and, and give credit to, uh, t- I don't know if you saw Tucker last night. Uh, Eddie, Amazing. But, uh, speaking of Google, Eric Schmidt, you know, of Google, uh, he has potentially, possibly, I guess Tucker's trying to track down this tie to the new Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. All of the um, oh, yeah. all of the Moonbat girls are going wild over Anthony Blinken. They're all swooning and having dreams about Anthony Blinken, I, I heard in Corrales the other day. So he's going to potentially be our new Secretary of State. And guess what? He has a strategic consulting group known as West Tech Advisors representing, you guessed it, Silicon Valley and Big Pharma. And uh, as I said earlier, uh, Tucker's trying to track down a potential uh, Google connection. Uh, Anthony Blinken, huge supporter of the war in Iraq, the invasion and occupation uh, of Iraq. Uh, He's also a big believer in the conspiracy theory about Trump and Russia. Uh, It's exactly what Putin was trying to do in our elections that so, so doubt about the credibility and legitimacy of our institutions, the president's ongoing collusion with Russia's plans is really striking, intentional or not. And, Car- and Tucker came back and said, so when you criticize the FBI, that's not your First Amendment right as an American. No, you're, quote, doing Mr. Putin's bidding. It's all part of, quote, the president's ongoing collusion with Russia. Now, Tony Blinken is the best we produce. He's not a, there's not a credential that he doesn't have. He went to Harvard, unlike you. But as with so many people with these credentials, he's not a genius. And you can tell that by his position on the invasion of Iraq. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, this is what we're fighting, folks. And thank you for reminding me, Mr. Ergon. I've got to ditch that Gmail account. I've got to get out. Gotta get yeah, I've got to get out from that. And, and these new platforms, I've got to tell you, it's the same exact thing. The new platforms, I'm not fine because we got so used to the functionality and what we were getting from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, so a lot of people are suggesting uh, the... What is it, Parler? Now i got to go find everybody again. MeWe, uh, people, it's like, Gab. These, these guys are going to send you right back down that same alley. It's going to happen. Your information is going to get sold, compromised. They're going to have an appetite for growth, and they're going to use you to, to go ahead and do that. That's the way it's going to work. Uh, Tucker was re- really great. I want to say one thing about Fox News here. And um, I'm privy to some information that's been happening in the Fox News Civil War internally. Uh, it's not the board that's going to end up winning this war, let me tell you. They have been absolutely hammered. And thanks to you. I told you we dropped uh, Perino and Steyerwald. I told you we dropped from Washington. Chris Wallace, Gonzo. So you, you've seen that. We've got rid of the Fox News news rundown. Here's what I can tell you. There's some uh, big changes afoot here for Fox News that, that have been happening. Um, you've, you've heard even Brian last, I mean, he's been really battling and doing everything because he's heard from me. And that's, that, that's what we do. But let's not forget one thing. Who was the number one cable news network for the last 19, 18, 19 years? Who gave Donald Trump carte blanche from 2015 through basically 2020? Who, well, who was not it? Not every morning. <laughs> every, anytime he wanted, any of his administration. Laura Trump was, was there as often. I met Laura Trump. Oh, when he was up in Washington, I mean, up in uh, New York City. Eric's there she was, the first time I went there. She was there on stage. It was kind of amazing how much access. So I would go so far as to say, you know, Trump and Fox News, hand in hand. I think the best thing that could possibly happen, oh, hopefully I'm not hinting too much here, will Trump buy Fox News? Ooh. Does he have the ability to buy Fox News? And could he get financial investors behind him? That's sort of the talk that uh, I'm starting to hear right now. In the event 
Because Donald Trump does not want to, and if he's going to go toe-to-toe with the Murdochs, he's got enough money to pull Fox News because Fox News is not under Disney. Make no mistake about it. That's all Donald Trump watches was Fox News for five years. And right now, with what we've seen on in terms of the opportunism that's coming, the market is not going to be driven by anybody other than Donald Trump. Whatever Donald Trump decides to do is what is going to happen. There's already been changes in the newsroom. When's the last time you guys heard from Gene Metzler? Anybody venture to guess? Have you heard Jane Metzler's voice on there? Mm-hmm. She is easily the most liberal person on the Fox News staff. No, she's gone. No longer are you hearing her any longer. I wonder why. Maybe there's a little voice from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and other people who are pushing back against that. Think about the impact your listenership has, okay? Think how important the brand is. Remember the news desks where Tucker got shut out, where Hannity got shut out, where Laura got shut out, where Brian got shut out. None of them were there. They don't even know the decision desk, the news desk. I'd, uh, I'd say that the deuces maybe are a little bit little bit different in that. And they're just a little bit longer, a little bit more allegiance to corporate America. But, you know, in this age when cable news networks are going to be tanking, I'll tell you what, the most important person is you, and they know that. And they know that something has been done. So let's just put it there. And here's Tucker last night. We've been missing a lot of Tucker. And one of the things that you can do when you, you go onto our, our website and get this, www.rockoftalk.chat, okay, is the rundown. So you don't have to sit here and go through all this stuff. So you don't have to flip channels or whatever or DVR things or, hey, I want to catch that program and catch full thing and you want to see what the highlights are. No, we've already got the highlights. We do it for you. Squeezing it down. Squeezing it down. As of 6 o'clock tonight, you can distribute this wherever you want and share it with as many people as you want. This is from yesterday, Tucker Carlson. And more prosperous. There's, and there's the Mr. Blinken. more deeply engaged there than he at any starts time there. in recent history. Yeah, Iraq's in great shape. Good point, Tony Blinken. You seem like a pretty smart guy. You should be Secretary of State. And so under Joe Biden, he will be. Not impressive. But what does it all add up to? It's starting to look like the opposite, the mirror image of what Donald Trump ran on in 2016. Policies that were so popular, Trump got elected on them, despite having no background in politics whatsoever, coming completely from the outside and rattling people a little bit. And he still got elected because those policies were popular and they remain popular. But Biden apparently is about to give us the opposite more giveaways to our chief global rival, the government of China, more pointless wars in the Middle East that no one outside Washington supports, massive increases in illegal immigration, along with a huge drop in American wages that always is the inevitable result of that. When you flood the low-end labor pool, the price of labor goes down. That's called supply and demand geniuses, but they don't care. And then, of course, the attendant chaos and instability at home, which they have stoked for months now. Fewer Americans able to defend themselves and their families in the face of that chaos, which they caused. And above all, and this is the defining characteristic so far, more corporate control over our lives. This is the point. This is the theme. Let's hope we're wrong, but as of tonight, it looks like this is what we're staring down. If you believe the federal government is powerful now, in some cases too powerful, wait until it fully aligns with big business. That appears to be happening. 
The question is, how many people knew they were voting for that when they voted for this guy? Probably not too many. Charlie Hurd is the opinion editor at the Washington Times. He saw From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. So that's what this so now you're gonna hear hear a bunch of clips of how the media did nothing but slam. Now let's let's think about let's think about how powerful his access has been and what he's done. It's this mutually symbiotic relationship when you really think about it. Donald Trump and, and Fox News. Fox News right now is not occupied. The real estate, second to none, really. Right there off of Rockefeller Center. Donald Trump's value for as much money as he lost is going to become the most loved ex-president of all time if he does lose. And he will become more powerful than the actual sitting president of the United States. From everything I'm reading and everything I'm hearing, there is going to be such a block on the power. And that's all Donald Trump is focused on right now. Whether Supreme Court was what Donald Trump is doing right now is draining the swamp, and he's going to have all the inside information. What do you think he's going to want to do with that information? What did he do with Sid Powell? He distanced himself from everybody. I don't want, I'm not just interested in this. I'm thinking about business. I'm thinking about my next step. Donald Trump isn't saying a word. What he's thinking about is how he can take over the world and how the media won't be able to stop them. But he's got to get everybody convinced that the election was indeed stolen. They said, okay, well, you stole this election. We'll come back in 2024. In the meantime, I'm going to return power to the people and make them realize that the government isn't the most important thing in their life. We've locked down the Supreme Court. We've locked down the Senate because we're going to win Georgia. And he's going to be down there. He's going to be down there campaigning. There's nothing you're going to – no amount of money is going to be able to stop him. Not in Georgia, with his presence, especially with a number of Trumpers like us. And we ain't going away. Populism is not going away. You can't suppress it. Once you start questioning media, the fake news, once we get that back out there, guess what's going to happen? It's all going to turn over back on them. And they are going to rue the day that they ever even wanted the presidency. They're going to rue the day that they even ever wanted to take Donald Trump's place and inherit what they knew that they could not work capable of taking over. A degree from Syracuse University. He doesn't know if he went to Delaware, Delaware State. <laughs> a woman who failed the bar is going to be your vice president because we're playing identity politics. They're considering the Secretary of Interior, a woman with five DUIs who failed the bar three times and barely passed a, a health and human services secretary who resigned from her previous position as the Health and Human Services Secretary back in 2007 from a state that ranks 50th in health care. Yeah, that would be New Mexico. That's the leadership they're going, and it is going to be the most inept display. And you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay should this happen, because you're plugged in at the right level. You've already seen Flynn being parted. And I'll tell you, everybody on board, flyover country, the Midwest, and you're going to have these states all flip. And they're going to devote those resources from turning those blue states back to red because they won't be able to bear the suffering of the socialism that is going to be coming their way under a Biden administration. You want to talk about talk radio and all the fodder I have? Every single day. And even if they don't renew my license for me to keep this radio station, 
and they try to knock me off of AM and FM and all these other things, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm a friend of Trump. We'll figure out some other ways. I mean, this is the drop in the bucket for him, the drop in the bucket for the people we're connected to. The media landscape will change. And our impact, which is why we've already started doing these other things, so you can hear this commentary. We've got literally a man who's been in public policy for nearly 30 years in Dowd Muska. Probably the best writer I've ever read, by the way. Wow. I love reading his stuff. I, 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 I blush, I, I, was, I, blush. I was all over his, his website. And at the moment, I'm like, well, I, you know, I can't touch him. Can't, can't get in the way of relationships. The moment that he was free, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have enough money to pay you. We'll figure out something to do. We're putting it together, as, we're we're, as Rudy would it say. Together. <laughs> as Rudy would say. Folks, we're long. It's a long ways from over. There's so much fight in me. There's so much fight in us. And there's so much fight in our beloved. And one thing I'm more thankful for is our beloved president of the United States who's going to sleep soundly in the White House tonight. And who knows that he's on his way back in 2024 and there's nothing you can do to stop him. You won't be able to prosecute him. Because you're going to fear all the crap that he has on Hunter Biden. All the crap that he has on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. He's sitting there going through everything. This man could literally expose what happened back on November 22nd, 1963, right now. And just say, there you go. We'll just let, we'll, we'll let all the things out. So he's going to release it. his own Kraken. <laughs> Think about this. So you guys who are getting down and thinking that there is no future, should we have to entertain a Biden? I'm seeing a silver lining on a couple of different fronts. I'm committed, and I still believe that Donald Trump's going to win. I still believe it. But should he not, trust me, these people are going to rue the day that they ever even wanted to be or back in the presidency, in the executive office of the United States. Think about Barack Obama. What's he, what's he peddling? A new book? A new this, a new that. The man does not go away. His second autobiography? <laughs> oh, my God. What, what was it? Songs of my father? What was it? Dreams from my father? Oh, my gosh. I would write a book about your father. He abandoned you at a very young age. Oh, uh, well, I could go so many different ways. <laughs> oh, but yeah. But we're going to go <laughs> we straight could. to traffic and weather with Rudy Grande. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Looking uh, decent today. And overnight, it's going to get down a little bit into the 30s. And uh, tomorrow, another nice day. But Friday, when the rain and snow mix comes, we'll be down to about 49 for a high then. All right, uh, I can tell you right now, in Corrales, it is uh, 54 degrees. In Tejeras, it is 39. And we have uh, crystal clear skies at the Rock of Talk and 53 degrees. On the roadway, they quickly cleared the accident central eastbound right to before Juan Tabot. That is good news. That drive came quickly back to normal and also cleared the accident on I-40, the one that was uh, westbound, right past Rio Grande Boulevard and before the river. That's all off the freeway completely now. And I will tell you, it looks like uh, you're going to have to be aware uh, over the weekend, Manal westbound from Vassar to I-25's frontage road. Right two lanes are going to be closed down as well as that north frontage road, the right lane between Manal out to Candelaria. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena, home of Kang and Water. Everyone wants to be healthy. It's responsible to be healthy. You want to be healthy for yourself. So, Kang and Water is alkaline water, and that's the healthy water you need to be drinking. Not something that's been sitting on the shelves in a plastic bottle for month after month after month. You don't need that. You need to go to Live Springs at Salon Helena. They're on Manal, just west of Wyoming. And you can sign up and get a, a gallon a day if you'd like, or a gallon as often as you'd like. 
and that's only thirty dollars a month. Live spring at Salon Helena, home wow. of Kang and Water, and they have give us sign me up, Rudy. Report this afternoon. Sign me up, Rudy. I want that that deal. deal. So I as much water as I want for thirty dollars a month. Thirty dollars a month, you get as you can go and get the water as often as you want. And then all I have to do is just drive by and uh, do, I guess, curbside. Actually, that's exactly what Mike and Helena are doing right now because they can't open the salon officially. But if you come for the water, all you do is just call the number. It's right there on the side of the uh, building. And they come and they grab your jug, fill your jug, take it back to your car. It's really great. And the Canyon water is just really good for you. It'll keep you healthy. So, Rudy, are you, uh, are you at all worried about uh, anything uh, going forward, given what I just said? You mean as far as health? No, not as far as health. Uh, were you listening to the whole thing about Trump and you know oh, yeah. uh, Michelle no, Grisham? No. I mean, look at that. I mean, the guy is literally working out ways how he's uh, not going to you know stop how he's going to keep fighting for us. Well, I think that you hit it right on the head when you said you know he may buy Fox News. If nothing else, I wonder if that's not been in the works when he came down the escalator in case he didn't win four years ago. I think that he he loves this country. He wants people in this country to be able to be successful in this country. And I think he's still going to be the most powerful man in this country starting July 20th through 21st, whether he's president or not. And this is the other thing that I think you said that just really has me thinking. You know, when you talked about Michelle Lujan Grisham and she might get this one position and she might get that and she's going to be out of the state. I'm just wondering, isn't this, isn't Joe Biden, if he were to be president, wouldn't he be the first president in American history out of the first 46 presidents? Wouldn't he be the first one that could not get a security clearance because of his comp- being compromised by Russia and by China? Huh. I never thought about that. Oh, that, that is interesting. That's food for thought for sure. But, but think about this. Liz, you want to think about power in this country, Rudy? I mean, the Trump brand, President Trump by himself, the people who follow him, the most number of people who legitimately voted for him. I think you can say that Trump has received the most votes legitimately without without cheating, because we know Joe Biden and the Democrats certainly cheated. Uh, we'll get to that article here in a moment. But if you think about that, he doesn't need a government position to make him important. He was a known entity since the uh, mid to uh, late 80s, when Michelle Lujan Grisham was still in law school, uh, uh, failing her classes there. Wow. That is interesting. He made his first, uh, I think he made his first uh, $500 million while Michelle Lujan Grisham and, and Joe Biden, you know, couldn't even make, uh, we're still lending money to their kids. Right. Right. I think that's fair. I mean, this is a guy with real power, and I think he's, a, he's an all-American story like no, nobody else. Like nobody else. And the Make America First, uh, you know, America First, America First, that has just fueled 73, nearly 74 million people to say, yeah, I believe that. I don't just, I'm not just suspicious that it's true. I believe, and believe is 100%. That 74 million people truly believe that. And I believe a lot of the Democrats do too. So here's the uh, media. I want you to take a listen to this, Rudy, in, in doubt. Here is the media attacking Donald Trump over the last four years, just to, and this is this is from the, the time he inaugurated. And this, I'm going to encapsulate everything. Remember, within 20 minutes, they were already trying. The 20 minutes after he was inaugurated, they were already trying to impeach him. That's that like okay? liter, literally insane what these people were, were doing right from the very beginning. Okay, so we're going to encapsulate his entire administration, his entire administration in three minutes. And I want you to take a look just how incredibly unfair. And who was it that was unfair to him? 
Who was it that was unfair to him? It was the media, which is, I, I think, exactly where Donald Trump is, is wanting to go. And if he wanted to go ahead and say, you know what, hey, Eddie, why don't we do something with your radio station and go ahead and uh, you know buy your assets and, and uh, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll keep plugging. You already got the audience. You got everything that you need. Let's get some uh, let's get some information out there so we can change and make that stay blue. You don't think people would flock? This is exactly what Donald Trump is probably thinking right now. And these assets are depleting by the day. He wants Fox News to be heard so he can come in and, and save them and bring his friends, Sean, who has a long-term contract at Fox, who has, who has Tucker, who ain't going anywhere, who's actually getting at least an additional hour of programming, plus more stuff that's coming by way of Tucker. Same thing for Laura. I mean, these, these are three. And I'm on a personal uh, email basis with, with Laura. She knows. I mean, I can send her an email anytime, and she was, we carried her on the, the radio station for years. This is the last uh, four years for Donald Trump. Listen to how incredibly unfair they've been to him. This day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. When he said today, America first, it was not just the racial, I mean, the, I should say racial, the Hitlerian uh, background to it. There was an America first committee. They were infiltrated by the Nazis. Many of them were anti-Semitic, part of why they weren't alarmed by Hitler's rise in Germany. L listen to this. This was, this was four years ago. This was during the inauguration, and they're talking about Hitler's rise in Germany. Why did you ever let up? Why did you ever compromise with these Democrats? We are engaged in a civil war for the next four to five years to go to our quarter 1,000, quarter millennial celebration that we'll be having in 2026. That's what's at stake. 2025 is absolutely everything. That's, there's, there's Rachel Madcow going nuts as usual. Russia. Out of the civil war, World War II. And including 9-11, this may be the most cataclysmic event the country's ever seen. But Listen to the hyperbolic. They, they, they didn't stop. They didn't stop. I, 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 it's like nails on a, on a chalkboard. I can't listen to this. Just disgusting to look at. Uh, he's obese. He's one of the repulsive, physically-looking human beings I've ever seen. Absolutely no morals. Who's a bully, who acts like a bigot and a racist, and is a sexist and a sexual harasser. Wow. I mean... <laughs> Just load it up. I mean, Mika Brzezinski couldn't even stop herself. And they're all celebrating now. Like, why doesn't he just get out? Why doesn't he just move out? We won this thing. He needs to leave now. The day he lost, you know, we're going to call it. I'm like, no, we're going to take our time. We're going to take our sweet-ass time right now. The case for impeachment has never been stronger. The what? evidence never so riveting. Are you suggesting that President Trump should face impeachment? Another member of Congress wants him impeached. There's growing talk, at least, about impeachment. What is this is 2017, folks. This is 2017, and they're, they're talking about impeachment. Can you believe this? There was no Russia collusion. There was nothing that this man has done wrong. Nothing. Not one thing. And you won't be able to prosecute him, and he is going to be more powerful, more powerful if he's not president, because he's going to have so many people. He's going to have 80, 90, 100 million Americans who are going to be directly behind him. No doubt about it. You think he's going to go away? What's the best place to amplify his message? Well, where he's already been. He's not going to go establish a new network. He's not going to roll out a new TV station or a new medium or an app. Come on. That's weak stuff. He's going to take over what put him there in the first place. Fox News. 
What is your case for impeachment? The first day of public testimony in the impeachment inquiry, opening with a bombshell. We got the bombshell. A, a bombshell. A bombshell. Bombshell. One bombshell after another. Bombshell after bombshell. We're bracing for potentially an explosive opening statement. Explosive week. It's explosive testimony. Explosive. Truly explosive. The most explosive thing. This is a slow motion explosion. How explosive? Very explosive. And I think it will be explosive. Wow. Donald Trump feels the walls closing in. Really kind of the walls closing. Look, all they could do was gaslight you. So all these liberals were gaslit for three, four years, and they still had to cheat. How, how did they manufacture an additional 17 million votes out of nowhere, because that's exactly what they did. They manufactured 17 million votes. Hundreds of thousands in different locales. 48% population, or excuse me, 48% increase over Barack Obama's take in Arizona for Joe Biden. Joe Biden got 48% more of the vote than Barack Obama did in Arizona. And they only had a 14% population increase during that same time. You don't tell me that's funny? You don't tell me that's not real. You don't tell me that we're not going to get to the very bottom of this. So you were gaslit the whole entire time. Biden's going to win by 12, 14, 20 points. He's going to run away with it. That this was all a setup. Closing in on him. Walls closing in on him. Walls closing in Look on at the him. Hate. There is a non-trivial chance that if Donald Trump loses the election, he ends up living out the rest of his days in prison. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. There we go. I, well, I'll tell you one one guy that us Americans will never allow to go to prison, like literally over our dead bodies, is going to be Donald Trump. Folks, I'm calling on you patriots right now. What exactly are those charges going to be? <laughs> yeah, well, how are you going to go against this man who has served this country in his first elected office of all time? If this doesn't tell you that we live in, in a Manchurian candidate world, in a 1984 world, nothing will ever yeah. look alive out there. This is happening to you. You're walking around in literally probably one of the most important times in human civilization. And it's happening. And you're, and you're doing nothing about it. Or are you going to do something about it? But here's the question. Would you like to see President Trump in prison? Do you want to see the president in prison? Let's put more innocent people in prison. Let's put people who just wanted to go ahead and love their country in prison. But you know what? The Democrats are so good at stealing. In fact, we're going to enable them. They can steal votes, they can steal property, they can riot, they can knock down monuments, they can commit every single crime known to man, and it's like, it's okay because they're a Democrat. It's okay, we'll knock down this, we'll tear up that, we'll ransack that store, we'll loot, we'll burn it down in the name of Black Lives Matter. Oh, but if you love this country in the red, white, and blue, you're a racist. That's all this man did. If you look at Donald Trump and you look at his history, like, if you go back and you look at his, his, he's on Oprah. I should play that clip for you. So you remember just how much this man loves this country. Patriotism is not looked upon. I wear my, my Patriot Max with my war eagle on it. You should see the bad looks I get from you liberal, crazy, nut job Democrats. Do you think Trump could end up going to jail? He could actually face jail time. Donald Trump could end up in jail. In prison. If he ends up in jail, so be it. You are pathetic. From a journalism point of view, Donald Trump is a brain-eating disease. How stupid can you be? This president has radicalized so many more people than ISIS ever did. His ignorance could 
pose a profound danger to every single person in this country and literally every inhabitant of the planet Earth. No, we won't. Call them fascist comments, fascist fascism, fascist, xenophobic, racist, demagogic, sexist, autocratic. Donald Trump is a fascist. Someone like a fascist or a tyrant. Or Can you believe this? Fascist. Hitler. Hitler. Adolf Hitler. 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 Well, Hitler. 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 He could well be just an empty man, an empty yeah. human being with no soul. Donald Trump blows Vladimir Putin like they are illegal immigrants hiding in Putin's and he's got to suck them all out. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's holster. You, Donald Trump, are a horrible, horrible human being. I want you to remember all of this. Because the real criminals are about to inhabit the White House. The real criminals who stole and looted from small businesses, who took down, who were told telling people that we needed to wear our masks and take what they're giving us from the federal government. The real criminals are the people who are going to be a part of the cabinet of, of Biden, should he ever occupy that. The real criminals are the people in the blue states, on lockdown in California, New Mexico, and New York. The real criminals are those people. Donald Trump isn't a criminal. What has he done? It's nothing but total and complete gaslighting. And we're going to stay on message. We aren't going to move. We aren't going to waver. Because... Heck, they could do it for four years. I can certainly do it for eight. BoycottBiden.com. <laughs> BoycottBiden.com. Coming soon to, to a theater near you. To December. Worldwide. The, the moment that thing is set to go, the moment he's announced and he's occupying, I was like, that's the day Boycott Biden launches. And I can already storyboard the entire thing for you. Do you want to go look to see who owns that domain? Would you like to know? We are going to boycott every single thing they're doing. We will resist. We'll flip everything on its head. No doubt about it. I love Donald Trump. My whole, I've got the, the stickers, the flags, you got you, everything. You be, I, I'm, I'm so glad, so proud to say that this was the president during my son's young lives. I felt confident. I felt emboldened. I felt like, you know, we were all going to go somewhere, get places. Now we're all fear and lockdown and. This is not a future for anybody, much less people here in the United States. We're on that pathway to Cuba, to Venezuela. You're sitting here thinking, well, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. We're going to go ahead and cower to the fear, whatever they tell us to do, because they must know something. They know better. They don't know better. Trump and Oprah, what is this, back in uh, 1988, this was the, this was, this was, no different than he was, how many years later? 18 years later? You look at this and like, this man is the very exact same embodiment of what he was before. No different. Didn't change. Didn't waver. I mean, I love listening to Trump. You took out a full-page ad in uh, major U.S. newspapers uh, last year criticizing U.S. foreign policy. What would you do differently, Donald? I'd make our allies, forgetting about the enemies, the enemies you can't talk to so easily. I'd make our allies pay their fair share. We're a debtor nation. Something's going to happen over the next number of years with this country because you can't keep going on losing $200 billion, and yet we, we let Japan come in and dump everything right into our markets. and everything. It's not free trade. 
If you ever go to Japan right now and try to sell something, forget about it, Oprah. Just forget about it. It's almost impossible. They don't have laws against it. They just make it impossible. They come over here, they sell their cars, their VCRs, they knock the hell out of our companies. And, hey, I have tremendous respect for the Japanese people. I mean, you can respect somebody that's beating the hell out of you, but they are beating the hell out of this country. Kuwait, they live like kings. The poorest person in Kuwait, they live like kings. And yet they're not paying. We make it possible for them to sell their oil. Why aren't they paying us 25% of what they're making? It's a joke. This, this sounds like political presidential talk to me. And I know people have talked to you about whether or not you want to run. Would you, would you ever? Probably not. But I, I do get tired of seeing the country ripped Why off. Why would you not? I just don't think. I really have the inclination to do it. I love what I'm doing. I really like it. Also, I, it doesn't pay as well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, uh, I there, just there, there probably go, wouldn't right do there. it, Oprah. I probably wouldn't. It doesn't have the inclination, doesn't really want to, doesn't pay as well. Where was the incentive? Where was the upside? Where was the need for corruption? What was Donald Trump looking for? Exactly what? I thought the greatest State of the Union speech, and Rudy, I know you're with me because, I mean, I cried like a little baby because I'm so proud of this man, so proud of what he's done. And this was exactly 23 day, 22 days, 22 days before we started talking about having a national emergency because of COVID-19. Let me let him finish his remarks here. And then remember that day. Very, very important day. The entire State of the Union speech. My, my, son's, my son's birthday. Went into that February 5th. I was thinking, wow, things look good going forward. I couldn't even understood. He had already put the lockdown on China back on January 27th. This, is, this could be the last time that you are going to be thankful for the country that you live in. This could be the last day that you live in the state of New Mexico and be thankful for who's in the White House. Don't let this moment miss you. I have a ring on, and my, my good friend Joe, I saw him earlier today, he was cooking some chicharrones. And uh, I said, I gave him a silver dollar that was given to me by Ryan Hebert, who's traveling up north. And I said you think you can make this ring for me? And he said, yeah, yeah, I think I can do that. And it's it's got right there on the front. What does that coin say? Oh, God, I can't see beyond 10 inches. Okay, it says, my glasses. <laughs> it says liberty. It says liberty, and it says in God we trust. There you go. And the, 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 the year on this coin, the year on this coin is 2015. And I've got, I've, got, I've got a ring already that was given to me by my good friend, JP, and I'm very proud of this because he gave it to me because I was, I was trying, he was going through a tough year. And it says, $1, United States of America, and there it's folded under, it says, In God We Trust. And underneath it says, 1878, E, Pluribus Unum. I want you to listen. I all want you to listen here. Okay? Think about what you're going through, waiting on these long bread lines and soup lines. I'm using that as a explanation of what people would be going through in uh, 1929, 1930, because that's basically what you guys are being subjected to right now. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore or COVID, anything like that. I want you to go out and live your your last Thanksgiving, your last day here today. 
as this man as your president. And be thankful for him. Be thankful for Donald Trump. Be thankful that you were able to live the last four years with him as your president. With someone who had such high aspirations that that when asked the question about whether or not he wanted power, had never run before for power from Oprah, no less. Paying us 25% of what they're making. It's a joke. This, this sounds like political presidential talk to me. And I know people have talked to you about whether or not you want to run. Would you, would you ever? Probably not. But I, I do get tired of seeing the country ripped Why off. Why would you not? That's it. That's, what, what's his reason? He just gets tired of seeing us ripped off. He gets tired of seeing the American people ripped off. This country ripped off. He was standing side by side with Bernie Sanders. He was a Democrat from 2001 through 2009. He was right there with Bernie Sanders and standing for the American worker, which is how he won the election out of Michigan and Ohio back in 2016. I just don't think. I really have the inclination to do it. I love what I'm doing. I really like it. Also, I, it doesn't pay as well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I just probably... Does anything Oprah knows something about it? it money. It's not race. It's anything like that. It's money. That's what she, she knows. She knows, uh, she knows money. You wouldn't do it, Oprah. I probably wouldn't, but I do get tired of seeing what's happening with this country. And if it got so bad, I would never want to rule it out totally because I really am tired of seeing what's happening with this country, how we're, how we're really making other people live like kings, and we're not. What do, what do you think of this year's presidential race, the way it's shaping up? Well, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, think, uh, I think that probably George Bush has an advantage in terms of the election i think that probably people would say that he's got like that little edge in terms of the incumbency etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think jesse jackson's done himself very proud I oh my... the racist is 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 touting jesse jackson yep, yep the racist uh donald trump touting jesse jackson does anybody remember what donald trump was registered as as he's uh, answering these questions that would be a democrat bill dukakis has done one hell of a job and george bush what, has done a hell... what one hell of a job for michael dukakis and, and George Bush what? job. You know, he, they all went in there sort of as semi-underdogs, including George Bush, and they've all come out. Uh, I think people that are around all three of those candidates can be very proud of the jobs they've done. You've said, though, that if you did run for president, you believe you'd win. Wow. Well, I don't know. I think I'd win. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't go down. in to lose. I've never gone in to lose in my <laughs> life. And, and if I did decide to do it, I think I'd be inclined. I, w I would say that I would have a hell of a chance of winning because I think people, I don't know how your audience feels, but I think people are tired of seeing the United States ripped off. And I can't promise you everything, but I can tell you one thing. This country would make one hell of a lot of money from those people that for 25 years have taken advantage. It wouldn't be the way it's been. Believe me. Isn't that awesome? Same man, 18, 20 years later. Same message, yeah. No different. Exact same one. What did we always want? We always wanted a businessman. We always wanted someone who wasn't a politician. These are the things that we asked for forever. Wasn't beholden to the special interests and the donors. Yeah. 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 Remember? You got what you wanted, America. <laughs> Remember him just ripping everybody a new one? It was amazing. Rudy, what are you thankful for this year? Well, again, you're just nailing it. You are just right on, on on target here. It's like you alluded to a second ago when it comes to the State of the Union just, what, nine short months ago? Oh, my gosh. He empowered people because he had been doing it for the last three years. He had made people really feel that they had something to be 
excited about. They felt like success was really in their hand. It was in their step. It was everywhere they went. And then he emboldens them with that speech. People felt alive with that speech. And that twit, Nancy Pelosi, rips up the State of the Union. What the heck? That is a sign that people are so immature on the other side that they don't understand success unless somebody actually gives it to them. And the only way that the other side thinks that you get it is because you got to be a victim to get it. Donald Trump took us out of being victims. That's great. America first means something. It's kind of like getting on the airplane and they say, when if the oxygen masks drop first on you, then on the youngster. That's what has to happen in the world. First, make America work. Then we can help anybody and everybody that needs the help. Exactly. America first, and he brought that, and he put it in our hands, and 74 million people, plus a lot of people on the Democratic side, recognize that that is what America needs to be. And in the next couple of years, if he is not president, people are going to recognize, oh, God, what did I do? I, I got locked. I, I locked myself out of personality versus policy. Oh, my God, I gave way to personality instead of policy. What kind of idiot am I? Yeah, well, nobody's thinking about that because their heads are full of all the crap that they have been programmed with by mainstream uh, media and uh, mainstream news, including our local media. Have a happy Thanksgiving there, uh, Rudy Grande. Nothing's going out on the streets, I hope, other than the only lines in traffic that we see are at uh, Walmart. I don't know how long the, the wait is there, but you've got a 45 to a, probably an hour and a half wait there for Thanksgiving, if not more, from the uh, tiny tyrant, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Yep. Only things you got to be aware of right now is uh, Paseo del Norte. Uh, there was a minor problem westbound just past Jefferson. So a little string of traffic. Get beyond that super drive into your Thanksgiving weekend on the west side. Happy Thanksgiving, Eddie. Happy Thanksgiving, Dad. And to every one of the listeners that are listening right now, thank you for your love and support of this radio station. For Eddie and Dowd, they speak common sense. We have to be grateful for what they do. Thank you guys so much, and thank every listener. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, Rudy, and my best to you and uh, your family. Uh, let me get through it. Uh, Donald Trump knows charity starts at home. Love that. I think that's big. Uh, Pete, remember everything you can see at www.rockoftalk.chat. There will be a reversal of how Trump is remembered. How will history look back on Trump? Thanks for sending that in. Eddie, my name is Dwight, and I subscribe to your chat. Love your show and the other efforts. I'm on board with you and Trump forever. There you go. Um, when the <laughs> – I can't say that. You guys are funny. <laughs> Keep Eddie, it clean. Eddie, did you see the hearing in Pennsylvania today? I did. I watched it, and it was amazing to hear the truth. We'll be talking about that on Monday. We're going to let the uh, smoke clear. I didn't uh, talk about it, but there was a lot of good messages and uh, – you know what? Uh, still waters run deep. Was watching a document on Prime about the suppression of UFO of information by the intelligence community in the military complex. Now happy they will be if Biden is elected because he will allow everything to go back to the status quo. Everyone knows how corrupt Biden is. Marv's uh, manure. I don't know what that is. That's uh, interesting. Why are you sending that, dude? Uh, Judy says, I'm very scared about our future. I guess I'm just too old to deal with it. I've loved Donald Trump since I was in college in Boston. I've lived... Donald Trump since I was in college in Boston in the late 60s. All the girls loved him. I can't listen to the stupid media anymore. They sound like a group of parroting monkeys <laughs> who say what they are told. Have a good holiday. That's uh, Judy and Rio Rancho. Love you, Judy. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. 
Um, if the Upton Sinclair is being imprisoned for preaching the Bill of Rights, uh, watch that. There will be blood, oil, an uh, important uh, to, film to watch. Uh, don't forget to, to watch um, the art. Uh, what was it? The art of the... It's on Prime. If you have a Prime video, that's the only thing to watch on Prime, I would, I would say. The art of the insult, uh, Donald Trump. You want to watch that? Watch that. Uh, preach it, brother. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, MLG closing grocery stores is going to cause a humanitarian crisis that already has. Uh, you know, I can, I'm really sorry. I enjoy listening to you, but I can't listen to what you're playing right now. All that media crap that's been pulled on President Trump. I'm already upset. Do with those people for doing what they've done. You're only making me angry and aggravated. I don't want to think about it right now. So I'm going to have to turn you off because I already know all about what they've done for the past four years. I've watched it, but I can't take listening to this. It's really hurting me. I, I don't want you to forget it. Okay? Yeah. Because I'm about to give you the next hour and a half that you're going to miss. Um, let's see. Oh, I guess I'm just running against Steve Pierce. So it's me against Steve Pierce, and uh, Robert is running for first chair. So here we go. we got the guys all figuring out a way to keep the corruption going in the Republican Party. So there you go. Uh, let's see. The Kraken has been freed. General Flynn handled POTUS Trump's light work. Um, what is this? Amen, brother. Sign me up for that. Okay, good. Uh, Trump said Fox was dead to him. Okay. <laughs> he wants to make it dead. He's going to devalue it, and then he'll gobble it up. Navajo Nation Amber Alert. Um, okay, I can't. Um, where's the fight? Then figuring out a freaking logo. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Be careful how you talk to me. Think Obama has already beat Biden in regards to security clearance. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Eddie, look at this crap. Eddie County Republican headquarters folding up shop. What uh, WTF? I'm going to have to try and run this S show. Thanks, Ron. We could use a few volunteers on Friday the 27th to finish sorting boxes fitting into new tubs. We also need a couple of men to pick up Saturday the 28th to haul everything from headquarters to the trailer. They're, I guess they're shutting down the Republican Party headquarters in Eddy County. Mm. Have a blessed and enjoyable Thanksgiving. Thanks for all your help during this election. No matter what you did, it was a team. I think they're just packing stuff. I don't think they're closing up shop. Let's let's let's. Uh, Bill Clinton was the first president that should not have been able to hold a clearance. He got it because he was president. Yeah, he lost his um, he lost his bar. He did. He was disbarred no. after. Well, one thing we don't have to worry about with uh, Sleepy Joe is like he never he, passed a bar. Young, young, young child, uh, young girl, uh, you know, twenty-one-year-old intern sex scandals. I mean, Joe's going to be passed out most of the time, and he's not going to be around. He's not going to be like Bill chasing girls around the Oval Office desk there. So. Yeah, that's one advantage we have with uh, Biden over Billy. <laughs> hey, if you miss our show, by the way, uh, Dowd completely annotates the entire thing. I've been away working late hours and have missed your show. Back today, I have the broadcast to listen to because I'm a member. Glad to be back. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. I may need the email you were talking about in the server. I'll give it a listen, and we'll be making the changes. If you're if you're needing to do stuff, you can share this wherever you want. Uh, that's the important thing. Is uh, And once you're there, you're there. You can get the whole thing and drill down to where you need to go to. The whole thing is annotated. If Trump doesn't get in now, then there's no way he can turn this around. They will take over the Supreme Court and not change any election laws. This happy speak you're doing, I don't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. I know of what I'm talking about, Sandra. Donald, DJT should buy CNN. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't. There's no Talk about a total rebranding effort. Mm -hmm. I hear CNN may be for sale. Buy Cuomo and Lemon. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, let's see. Oh... Oh my gosh, you, you guys, you guys, you gotta, 
Oh, my mom said thank you for the win. I'm 64. You're not going to get me upset. I've got uh, a lot more text. I'll put all the text tonight. Uh, looks like about the same amount of text as uh, yesterday. People texting, about 80, 85 people. But uh, here we go. This is the president you need to be thankful for. You need to continue to remember. And I think that uh, one way or another, we'll absolutely prevail without uh, giving up. So uh, consider all that. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. And uh, listen with me. This, of course, is the State of the Union address from earlier this year. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt, with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. Our borders are secure. Our families are flourishing. Our values are renewed. Our pride is restored. And for all of these reasons, I say to the people of our great country and to the members of... I just want to say one thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to start from the beginning because I just, I'm already starting to tear up. Just, you know, I see Nancy Pelosi sitting down, Mike Pence standing up, and I just, I just have to say one thing. This is 20, 20 days, 20 days before COVID hit. I'm so proud of you, Donald Trump. I know there's not one other radio station in this country who's doing what I'm doing right now and playing your speech. That's how incredibly proud I am of you. On behalf of the people of New Mexico who voted for you, a country who has stood by you, and the people that you represent, we salute you. We thank you for your service and continue the fight uh, on our behalf. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt, with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. Our borders are secure. Our families are flourishing. Our values are renewed. Our pride is restored. And for all of these reasons, I say to the people of our great country, and to the members of Congress, the state of our union is stronger. Enacting historic and record-setting tax cuts and fighting for fair and reciprocal trade agreements. The vision I will lay out this evening demonstrates how we are building the world's most prosperous and inclusive society, one where every citizen can join in America's unparalleled success and where every community can take part in America's extraordinary rise. From the instant I took office, I moved rapidly to revive the U.S. economy, slashing a record number of job-killing regulations, enacting historic and record-setting tax cuts, and fighting for fair and reciprocal trade agreements. Our agenda is relentlessly pro-worker, pro-family, pro-growth, and most of all, pro-American.
Thank you. We are advancing with unbridled optimism and lifting our citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed very, very high. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs, 5 million more than government experts projected during the previous administration. The unemployment rate is the lowest in over half a century. And very incredibly, the average unemployment rate under my administration is lower than any administration in the history of our country. If we hadn't reversed the failed economic policies of the previous administration, the world would not now be witnessing this great economic success. The unemployment rate for African Americans Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans has reached the lowest levels in history. African American youth unemployment has reached an all-time low. African-American poverty has declined to the lowest rate ever recorded. The unemployment rate for women reached the lowest level in almost 70 years, and last year women filled 72 percent of all new jobs added. The veterans' unemployment rate dropped to a record low. The unemployment rate for disabled Americans has reached an all-time low. Workers without a high school diploma have achieved the lowest unemployment rate recorded in U.S. history. A record number of young Americans are now employed. Under the last administration, more than 10 million people were added to the food stamp rolls. Under my administration, 7 million Americans have come off food stamps, and 10 million people have been lifted off of welfare.
In eight years under the last administration, over 300,000 working-age people dropped out of the workforce. In just three years of my administration, 3.5 million people, working-age people, have joined the workforce. Since my election, the net worth of the bottom half of wage earners has increased by 47 percent, three times faster than the increase for the top 1 percent. After decades of flat and falling incomes, wages are rising fast, and wonderfully, they are rising fastest for low-income workers who have seen a 16 percent pay increase since my election. This is a blue-collar boom. Real median household income is now at the highest level ever recorded. Since my election, U.S. stock markets have soared 70 percent, adding more than $12 trillion to our nation's wealth, transcending anything anyone believed was possible. This is a record. It is something that every country in the world is looking up to. They admire. Consumer confidence has just reached amazing new highs. All of those millions of people with 401ks and pensions are doing far better than they have ever done before, with increases of 60, 70, 80, 90, and 100 percent, and even more. Jobs and investments are pouring into 9,000 previously neglected neighborhoods thanks to Opportunity Zones, a plan spearheaded by Senator Tim Scott as part of our great Republican tax cut. Dental. Get dentures for as low as $29 per month per arch with six. In other words, wealthy people and companies are pouring money into poor neighborhoods or areas that haven't seen investment in many decades, creating jobs, energy, and excitement. This is the first time that these deserving communities have seen anything like this. It's all working. Opportunity Zones are helping Americans like Army veteran Tony Rankins from Cincinnati, Ohio. After struggling with drug addiction, Tony lost his job, his house, and his family. He was homeless. But then Tony found a construction company that invests in Opportunity Zones. He is now a top tradesman, drug-free, reunited with his family, and he is here tonight 
Tony, keep up the great work, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Our roaring economy has, for the first time ever, given many former prisoners the ability to get a great job and a fresh start. This second chance at life is made possible because we passed landmark criminal justice reform into law. Everybody said that criminal justice reform couldn't be done, but I got it done, and the people in this room got it done. Thanks to our bold regulatory reduction campaign, the United States has become the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world, by far. With the tremendous progress we have made over the past three years, America is now energy independent, and energy jobs, like so many other elements of our country, are at a record high. We are doing numbers that no one would have thought possible just three years ago. Likewise, we are restoring our nation's manufacturing might, even though predictions were, as you all know, that this could never, ever be done. After losing 60,000 factories under the previous two administrations, America has now gained 12,000 new factories under my administration, with thousands upon thousands of plants and factories being planned or being built. Companies are not leaving. They are coming back to the USA. The fact is that everybody wants to be where the action is, and the United States of America is indeed the place where the action is. One of the biggest promises I made to the American people was to replace the disastrous NAFTA trade deal. In fact, unfair trade is perhaps the single biggest reason that I decided to run for president. Following NAFTA's adoption, our nation lost one in four manufacturing jobs. Many politicians came and went pledging to change or replace NAFTA, only to do so, and then absolutely nothing happened. This innovative necklace is dominating the 2020 gift market. Jewelry hasn't changed in centuries. But thanks to the brainchild of this genius designer, men and women in 2020 finally have a new choice.
a unique piece of jewelry that does more than look beautiful. I wanted it to carry a message, so I hid it inside. This is the story of the 100 languages of love necklace. 99% of people complain it's getting harder and harder to buy a thoughtful gift. The jewelry industry will try to convince you that if it's expensive, it makes a good gift. But when we talk to women, we find they don't agree. Instead, women want something thoughtful and unique. Jewelry hasn't evolved in over 200 years. The same things our great-great-grandparents wore are pretty much the same choices we have today. There are only slight variations in design and they are boring. But I knew we can do better. So I decided to do something completely different. My goal was to create something unique to show my wife how much I care. To show how much thought I put into this relationship. A gift that can bring us closer together. A physical symbol worthy of our commitment. And in fact, we were able to create something unique and beautiful. I decided to call it the 100 Languages of Love Necklace. This necklace is designed to be a forever relationship gift. At first, it looks just like a beautiful gold or silver necklace. Inside, I love you appear in 100 different languages. It's a personal message from you to your woman. But you can also let the whole world know. Simply shine a light behind the 100 languages of love necklace. And I love you will appear on the walls around you in different languages. Ever since the 100 languages of love necklace was introduced, more and more men have chosen it. As a way to show their wife or girlfriend the level of their love and commitment. I was struggling to get a present this year for my girlfriend. This was perfect and she absolutely loved it. It was so sweet of him to get me the 100 languages necklace. I love the way it looks and I love the message. I bought it for my wife for Christmas but decided to give it to her early. Let me just say it was a great decision. A symbol of real love doesn't But unlike so many who came before me, I keep my promises. We did our job. Six days ago, I replaced NAFTA and signed the brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement into law. The USMCA will create nearly 100,000 new high-paying American auto jobs and massively boost exports for our farmers, ranchers, and factory workers. It will also bring trade with Mexico and Canada to a much higher level but also to be a much greater degree of fairness and reciprocity. We will have that fairness and reciprocity. And I say that finally because it's been many, many years that we were treated fairly on trade. This is the first major trade deal in many years to earn the strong backing of America's labor unions. I also promised our citizens that I would impose tariffs to confront China's massive theft of America's jobs. Our strategy has worked. 
Days ago, we signed the groundbreaking new agreement with China that will defend our workers, protect our intellectual property, bring billions and billions of dollars into our Treasury, and open vast new markets for products made and grown right here in the USA. For decades, China has taken advantage of the United States. Now we have changed that. But at the same time, we have perhaps the best relationship we've ever had with China, including with President Xi. They respect what we've done because, quite frankly, they could never really believe that they were able to get away with what they were doing year after year, decade after decade, without someone in our country stepping up and saying, that's enough. Now we want to rebuild our country, and that's exactly what we're doing. We are rebuilding our country. As we restore American leadership throughout the world, we are once again standing up for freedom in our hemisphere. That's why my administration reversed the failing policies of the previous administration on Cuba. We are supporting the hopes of Cubans, Nicaraguans, and Venezuelans to restore democracy. The United States is leading a 59-nation diplomatic coalition against the socialist dictator of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro. <laughs> Maduro is an illegitimate ruler, a tyrant who brutalizes his people, but Maduro's grip on tyranny will be smashed and broken. Here this evening is a very brave man who carries with him the hopes, dreams, and aspirations of all Venezuelans. Joining us in the gallery is the true and legitimate president of Venezuela, Juan Guaido. Mr. President, please take this message back to your family. Thank you, Mr. President. Great honor. Thank you very much. Please take this message back that all Americans are united with the Venezuelan people in their righteous struggle for freedom. Thank you very much, Mr. President.
Thank you very much. Socialism destroys nations, but always remember freedom unifies the soul. To safeguard American liberty, we have invested a record-breaking $2.2 trillion in the United States military. Hey everybody, stop clicking around. I am in the woods uh, with some water going in the background near my house. And the next, we have purchased the finest planes, missiles, rockets, ships, and every other form of military equipment, and it's all made right here in the USA. We are also getting our allies finally to help pay their fair share. I have raised contributions from other NATO members by more than $400 billion, and the number of allies meeting their minimum obligations has more than doubled. And just weeks ago, for the first time since President Truman established the Air Force, more than 70 years earlier, we created a brand new branch of the United States Armed Forces. It's called the Space Force. Very important. In the gallery tonight, we have a young gentleman and what he wants so badly, 13 years old, Ian Lonfay. He's an eighth grader from Arizona. Ian, please stand up. Ian has always dreamed of going to space. He was the first in his class and among the youngest at an aviation academy. He aspires to go to the Air Force Academy, and then he has his eye on the Space Force. As Ian says, most people look up at space. I want to look down on the world. <laughs> but sitting behind Ian tonight, is his greatest hero of them all. Charles McGee was born in Cleveland, Ohio, one century ago. Charles is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen, the first black fighter pilots, and he also happens to be Ian's great-grandfather.
New Mexico homeowners, if you have a power meter like this on the side of your house, you can qualify to erase. Incredible story. After more than 130 combat missions in World War II, he came back home to a country still struggling for civil rights and went on to serve America in Korea and Vietnam. On December 7th, Charles celebrated his 100th birthday. A few weeks ago, I signed a bill promoting Charles McGee to Brigadier General. And earlier today, I pinned the stars on his shoulders in the Oval Office. General McGee, our nation salutes you. Thank you, sir. From the pilgrims to the founders, from the soldiers at Valley Forge to the marchers at Selma, and from President Lincoln to the Reverend Martin Luther King, Americans have always rejected limits on our children's future. Members of Congress, we must never forget that the only victories that matter in Washington are victories that deliver for the American people. The people are the heart of our country. Their dreams are the soul of our country. And their love is what powers and sustains our country. We must always remember that our job is to put America first. The next step forward in building an inclusive society is making sure that every young American gets a great education and the opportunity to achieve the American dream. Yet for too long, countless American children have been trapped in failing government schools. To rescue these students, 18 states have created school choice in the form of opportunity scholarships. The programs are so popular that tens of thousands of students remain on a waiting list. One of those students is Janiah Davis, a fourth grader from Philadelphia, Janiah. Janiah's mom, Stephanie, is a single parent. She would do anything to give her daughter a better future. But last year, that future was put further out of reach when Pennsylvania's governor 
vetoed legislation to expand school choice to 50,000 children. A genius solution to balding scalp that you can do in your home. Microneedling is known to boost. Janaya and Stephanie are in the gallery. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here with your beautiful daughter. Thank you very much. But, Janai, I have some good news for you, because I am pleased to inform you that your long wait is over. I can proudly announce tonight that an Opportunity Scholarship has become available. It's going to you, and you will soon be heading to the school of your choice. Now I call on Congress to give one million American children the same opportunity Janiah has just received. Pass the Education Freedom Scholarships and Opportunities Act, because no parent should be forced to send their child to a failing government school. Every young person should have a safe and secure environment in which to learn and to grow. For this reason, our magnificent First Lady has launched the Be Best initiative to advance a safe, healthy, supportive, and drug-free life for the next generation, online, in school, and in our communities. Thank you, Melania, for your extraordinary love and profound care for America's children. Thank you very much. My administration is determined to give our citizens the opportunities they need, regardless of age or background. Through our pledge to American workers, over 400 companies will also provide new jobs and education opportunities to almost 15 million Americans. My budget also contains an exciting vision for our nation's high schools. Tonight, I ask Congress to support our students and back my plan to offer vocational and technical education in every single high school in America. <laughs> to expand equal opportunity, I am also proud that we achieved record and permanent funding for our nation's historically black colleges and universities. I 
A good life for American families also requires the most affordable, innovative, and high-quality health care system on Earth. Before I took office, health insurance premiums had more than doubled in just five years. I moved quickly to provide affordable alternatives. Our new plans are up to 60 percent less expensive and better. I've also made an ironclad pledge to American families. We will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. And we will always protect your Medicare, and we will always protect your Social Security, always. The American patient should never be blindsided by medical bills. That is why I signed an executive order requiring price transparency. Many experts believe that transparency, which will go into full effect at the beginning of next year, will be even bigger than health care reform. It will save families massive amounts of money for substantially better care. But as we work to improve Americans' health care, there are those who want to take away your health care, take away your doctor, and abolish private insurance entirely. 132 lawmakers in this room have endorsed legislation to impose a socialist takeover of our health care system, wiping out the private health insurance plans of 180 million very happy Americans. To those watching at home tonight, I want you to know we will never let socialism destroy American health care. Over 130 legislators in this chamber have endorsed legislation that would bankrupt our nation by providing free taxpayer-funded health care to millions of illegal aliens, forcing taxpayers to subsidize free care for anyone in the world who unlawfully crosses our borders. These proposals would raid the Medicare benefits of our seniors and that our seniors depend on while acting as a powerful lure for illegal immigration. That is what is happening in California and other states. Their systems are totally out of control, costing taxpayers vast and unaffordable amounts of money. If forcing American taxpayers to provide unlimited free health care to illegal aliens sounds fair to you, then stand with the radical left. But if you believe that we should defend American patients and American seniors, then stand with me and pass legislation to prohibit free government health care for illegal aliens.
This will be a tremendous boon to our already very strongly guarded southern border, where, as we speak, a long, tall, and very powerful wall is being built. We have now completed over 100 miles and have over 500 miles fully completed in a very short period of time. Early next year, we will have substantially more than 500 miles completed. My administration is also taking on the big pharmaceutical companies. We have approved a record number of affordable generic drugs and medicines are being approved by the FDA at a faster clip than ever before. And I was pleased to announce last year that for the first time in 51 years, the cost of prescription drugs actually went down. And working together, Congress can reduce drug prices substantially from current levels. I've been speaking to Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa and others in Congress in order to get something on drug pricing done and done quickly and properly. I'm calling for bipartisan legislation that achieves the goal of dramatically lowering prescription drug prices. Get a bill on my desk and I will sign it into law immediately. With unyielding commitment, we are curbing the opioid epidemic. Drug overdose deaths declined for the first time in nearly 30 years. Among the state's hardest hit, Ohio is down 22 percent, Pennsylvania is down 18 percent, Wisconsin is down 10 percent, and we will not quit until we have beaten the opioid epidemic once and for all. Protecting Americans' health also means fighting infectious diseases. We are coordinating with the Chinese government and working closely together on the coronavirus outbreak in China. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. We have launched ambitious new initiatives to substantially improve care for Americans with kidney disease, Alzheimer's, and those struggling with mental health. And because Congress was so good as to fund my request, new cures for childhood cancer, and we will eradicate the AIDS epidemic in America by the end of this decade. Almost every American family knows the pain 
when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. And Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I will now ask the First Lady of the United States to present you with the honor, please. Rush and Catherine, congratulations. Thank you, Catherine. As we pray for all who are sick, we know that America is constantly achieving new medical breakthroughs. In 2017, doctors at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City delivered one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive. Born at just 21 weeks and six days and weighing less than a pound, Ellie Schneider was a born fighter. Through the skill of her doctors and the prayers of her parents, little Ellie kept on winning the battle of life. 
Today, Ellie is a strong, healthy two-year-old girl sitting with her amazing mother, Robin. In the gallery, Ellie and Robin, we are glad to have you with us tonight. Ellie reminds us that every child is a miracle of life. And thanks to modern medical wonders, 50% of very premature babies delivered at the hospital where Ellie was born now survive. It's an incredible thing. Thank you very much. Our goal should be to ensure that every baby has the best chance to thrive and grow just like Ellie. That is why I'm asking Congress to provide an additional $50 million to fund neonatal research for America's youngest patients. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late term abortion of babies. Whether we are Republican, Democrat, or Independent, surely we must all agree that every human life is a sacred gift from God. As we support America's moms and dads, I was recently proud to sign the law providing new parents in the federal workforce paid family leave, serving as a model for the rest of the country. Now I call on Congress to pass the Bipartisan Advancing Support for Working Families Act, extending family leave to mothers and fathers all across our nation. Forty million American families have an average $2,200 extra thanks to our child tax credit. I've also overseen historic funding increases for high-quality child care, enabling 17 states to help more children, many of which have reduced or eliminated their wait lists altogether. And I sent Congress a plan with a vision to further expand access to high-quality child care and urge you to act immediately. To protect the environment, days ago, I announced that the United States will join the One Trillion Trees Initiative, an ambitious effort 
to bring together government and private sector to plant new trees in America and all around the world. We must also rebuild America's infrastructure. I ask you to pass Senator John Barrasso's highway bill to invest in new roads, bridges, and tunnels all across our land. I'm also committed to ensuring that every citizen can have access to high-speed Internet, including and especially in rural America. A better tomorrow for all Americans also requires us to keep America safe. That means supporting the men and women of law enforcement at every level, including our nation's heroic ICE officers. Last year, our brave ICE officers arrested more than 120,000 criminal aliens charged with nearly 10,000 burglaries, 5,000 sexual assaults, 45,000 violent assaults, and 2,000 murders. Tragically, there are many cities in America where radical politicians have chosen to provide sanctuary for these criminal illegal aliens. In sanctuary cities, local officials order police to release dangerous criminal aliens to prey upon the public instead of handing them over to ICE to be safely removed. Just 29 days ago, a criminal alien freed by the sanctuary city of New York was charged with the brutal rape and murder of a 92-year-old woman. The killer had been previously arrested for assault, but under New York sanctuary policies, he was set free. If the city had honored ICE's detainer request, his victim would still be alive today. The state of California passed an outrageous law declaring their whole state to be a sanctuary for criminal illegal immigrants, a very terrible sanctuary with catastrophic results. Here is just one tragic example. In December 2018, California police detained an illegal alien with five prior arrests, including convictions for robbery and assault. But as required by California's sanctuary law, local authorities released him. Days later, the criminal alien went on a gruesome spree of deadly violence. He viciously shot one man going about his daily work. He approached a woman sitting in her car and shot her in the arm and in the chest. He walked into a convenience store and wildly fired his weapon. He hijacked a truck and smashed into vehicles, critically injuring innocent victims. One of the victims is a terrible, terrible situation. Died, 51-year-old American named Rocky 
Jones. Rocky was at a gas station when this vile criminal fired eight bullets at him from close range, murdering him in cold blood. Rocky left behind a devoted family, including his brothers, who loved him more than anything else in the world. One of his grieving brothers is here with us tonight. Jody, would you please stand? Jody, thank you. Jody, our hearts weep for your loss, and we will not rest until you have justice. Senator Tom Tillis has introduced legislation to allow Americans like Jody to sue sanctuary cities and states when a loved one is hurt or killed as a result of these deadly practices. I ask Congress to pass the Justice for Victims of Sanctuary Cities Act immediately. The United States of America should be a sanctuary for law-abiding Americans, not criminal aliens. In the last three years, ICE has arrested over 5,000 wicked human traffickers, and I have signed nine pieces of legislation to stamp out the menace of human trafficking domestically and all around the globe. My administration has undertaken an unprecedented effort to secure the southern border of the United States. Before I came into office, if you showed up illegally on our southern border and were arrested, you were simply released and allowed into our country, never to be seen again. My administration has ended catch and release. If you come illegally, you will now be promptly removed from our country. Very importantly, we entered into historic cooperation agreements with the governments of Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. As a result of our unprecedented efforts, illegal crossings are down 75 percent since May, dropping eight straight months in a row. And as the wall rapidly goes up, drug seizures rise, and the border crossings are going down and going down very rapidly. Last year, I traveled to the border in Texas and met Chief Patrol Agent Raul Ortiz. Over the last 24 months, Agent Ortiz and his team have seized more than 200,000 pounds of poisonous narcotics, arrested more than 3,000 human smugglers, and rescued more than 2,000 migrants. Days ago, Agent Ortiz was promoted to Deputy Chief of Border Patrol, and he joins us tonight. Chief Ortiz, please stand.
A grateful nation thanks you and all of the heroes of Border Patrol and ICE. Thank you very much. Thank you. To build on these historic gains, we are working on legislation to replace our outdated and randomized immigration system with one based on merit, welcoming those who follow the rules, contribute to our economy, support themselves financially, and uphold our values. With every action, my administration is restoring the rule of law and reasserting the culture of American freedom. Working with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Thank you, Mitch. And his colleagues in the Senate. We have confirmed a record number of 187 new federal judges to uphold our Constitution as written. This includes two brilliant new Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Thank you. We have many in the pipeline. <laughs> My administration is also defending religious liberty, and that includes the constitutional right to pray in public schools. In America, we don't punish prayer. We don't tear down crosses. We don't ban symbols of faith. We don't muzzle preachers and pastors. In America, we celebrate faith. We cherish religion. We lift our voices in prayer, and we raise our sights to the glory of God. Just as we believe in the First Amendment, we also believe in another constitutional right that is under siege all across our country. So long as I am president, I will always protect your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. In reaffirming our heritage as a free nation, we must remember that America has always been a frontier nation. Now we must embrace the next frontier, America's manifest destiny in the stars. I am asking Congress to fully fund the Artemis program to ensure that the next man and the first woman on the moon will be American astronauts, using this as a launching pad to ensure that America is the first nation to plant its flag on Mars. My administration is also strongly defending our national security and combating radical Islamic terrorism.
Last week, I announced a groundbreaking plan for peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Recognizing that all past attempts have failed, we must be determined and creative in order to stabilize the region and give millions of young people the chance to realize a better future. Three years ago, the barbarians of ISIS held over 20,000 square miles of territory in Iraq and Syria. Today, the ISIS territorial caliphate has been 100 percent destroyed, and the founder and leader of ISIS, the bloodthirsty killer known as al-Baghdadi, is dead. We are joined this evening by Carl and Marcia Mueller. After graduating from college, their beautiful daughter, Carla, became a humanitarian aid worker. She once wrote, some people find God in church, some people find God in nature, some people find God in love. I find God in suffering. I've known for some time what my life's work is using my hands as tools to relieve suffering. In 2013, while caring for suffering civilians in Syria, Kayla was kidnapped, tortured, and enslaved by ISIS and kept as a prisoner of al-Baghdadi himself. After more than 500 horrifying days of captivity, al-Baghdadi murdered young, beautiful Kayla. She was just 26 years old. On the night that U.S. Special Forces operations ended al-Baghdadi's miserable life, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, received a call in the Situation Room. He was told that the brave men of the elite Special Forces team that so perfectly carried out the operation had given their mission a name, Task Force 814. It was a reference to a special day. August 14th, Kayla's birthday. Carl and Marcia, America's warriors never forgot Kayla, and neither will we. Thank you. Every day, America's men and women in uniform demonstrate the infinite depth of love that dwells in the human heart. One of these American heroes was Army Staff Sergeant Christopher Hake. On his second deployment to Iraq in 2008, Sergeant Hake wrote a letter to his one-year-old son, Gage. I will be with you again, he wrote to Gage. I will teach you to ride your first bike, build your first sandbox, watch you play sports, and see you have kids also. I love you, son. Take care of your mother. I am always with you, Daddy. On Easter Sunday of 2008, Chris was out on patrol in Baghdad when his Bradley fighting vehicle was hit by a roadside bomb. 
That night, he made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Sergeant Haig now rests in eternal glory in Arlington, and his wife, Kelly, is in the gallery tonight, joined by their son, who is now a 13-year-old and doing very, very well. To Kelly and Gage, Chris will live in our hearts forever. He is looking down on you now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you both very much. The terrorist responsible for killing Sergeant Haig was Kasim Soleimani, who provided the deadly roadside bomb that took Chris's life. Soleimani was the Iranian regime's most ruthless butcher, a monster who murdered or wounded thousands of American service members in Iraq. As the world's top terrorist, Soleimani orchestrated the deaths of countless men, women, and children. He directed the December assault and went on to assault. U.S. forces in Iraq was actively planning new attacks when we hit him very hard. And that's why last month, at my direction, the U.S. military executed a flawless precision strike that killed Soleimani and terminated his evil reign of terror forever. Our message to the terrorists is clear. You will never escape American justice. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. In recent months, we have seen proud Iranians raise their voices against their oppressive rulers. The Iranian regime must abandon its pursuit of nuclear weapons, stop spreading terror, death, and destruction, and start working for the good of its own people. Because of our powerful sanctions, the Iranian economy is doing very, very poorly. We can help them make a very good and short-time recovery. It can all go very quickly, but perhaps they are too proud or too foolish to ask for that help. We are here. Let's see which road they choose. It is totally up to them. As we defend American lives, we are working to end America's wars in the Middle East. In Afghanistan, the determination and valor of our warfighters has allowed us to make tremendous progress, and peace talks are now underway. I am not looking to kill hundreds of thousands of people in Afghanistan, many of them totally innocent. It is also not our function to serve other nations as law enforcement agencies. These are warfighters that we have, the best in the world, and they either want to fight to win or not fight at all. We are working to finally end America's longest war,
and bring our troops back home. War places a heavy burden on our nation's extraordinary military families, especially spouses like Amy Williams from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and her two children, six-year-old Eliana and three-year-old Rowan. Amy works full-time and volunteers countless hours helping other military families. For the past seven months, she has done it all while her husband, Sergeant First Class Townsend Williams, is in Afghanistan on his fourth deployment in the Middle East. Amy's kids haven't seen their father's face in many months. Amy, your family's sacrifice makes it possible for all of our families to live in safety and in peace, and we want to thank you. Thank you, Amy. But Amy, there is one more thing. Tonight, we have a very special surprise. I am thrilled to inform you that your husband is back from deployment. He is here with us tonight, and we couldn't keep him waiting any longer. Welcome home, Sergeant Williams. Thank you very much. As the world bears witness tonight, America is a land of heroes. This is a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. 
This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The beautiful, beautiful Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers, and ladies and gentlemen, our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world. And we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Hard to believe that that speech was uh, given just before we decided to go ahead and shut everything down and uh, ruin a country, ruin a state, uh, ruin everything. So. Uh, of overwhelming, very positive speech, um, something that I hope that if you took the time to go ahead and listen to it, you'd realize, you know, just how important it is, um, where we were, where we're going. I, I hope that you understand where we're at at this, this time. I hope it's not just 
you know, sour grapes and something that you're upset about. And, and I don't think it's over yet. So please don't give up hope. Be thankful for the president that you have. Be cut, thankful for the country that you live in and fight with your last dying breath to, to preserve it. And I think that that is uh, absolutely what each and every one of us uh, need to do. So I thank you. I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. I've got some uh, uh, fun programming uh, for you tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that on Thursday and Friday for those of you who are alone. And many of you are, especially during uh, this time. So we're going to roll out some, some good stuff. Uh, for you tomorrow to keep you company on uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, I know many of you guys are going to be staying home. Um, many of you guys are going to be staying away, but it's the time to re- recenter yourself, staying away from football and other activities that you'd be normally involved in. But uh, be close with your families, uh, folks, and uh, be with each other. I think that that is so important. All right. I will. And then the don't forget the ladies on on Saturday, right? The Liberty ladies, they'll be uniting on Saturday afternoon. So looking forward to that. Uh, as well. Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. Don't forget www.rockoftalk.chat. www.rockoftalk.chat. Check it out. Sign up. And uh, let me know how much you love it. <laughs>